0: Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them. Maybe and now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. We're just talking a little. Uh, they live and movies and some other things, and I don't want to spoil for sunday by the way you gotta hop in the live room i realized
2: i, oh, I didn't even,
0: probably should have sound checked discord before we went live but we're always doing this about with about five seconds of notice you know how it is on wednesdays um we were talking about uh they live for a little bit and i don't want to totally spoil what i thought of the movie because i did watch it uh a couple of, uh, on monday night a couple nights ago all i will say is that I'm I'm relieved because it was more positive than Tremors. And after Tremors, I thought, man, um, oh no, Tremors made me question (laughs) my sanity because so many people have such love for this movie, and I have such disdain for it. Yeah. Um, But they live without talking about it too much. Uh, Really helped me. It it restored my faith that that I am going to see positivity in your recommendation. So. I won't say more other than I enjoyed it more than Tremors, but that was reassuring okay. to me.
3: Okay. okay yeah.
0: Good. So and and man the 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 audience participation in the in the movie bit and people's enjoyment of people it has love been, it. It's, it's great. been really cool to see, and uh, I think it'll be a fun way to have some disagreement and banter on the show and with the audience. That's a. It can be heated, impassioned, but it's not as serious as all the political stuff that's going on. Even though um, we have uh, potential Middle Eastern warfare, we have (laughs) gas lines, we have inflation, we have very serious troubles to worry about. But at least we can debate about movies for a second. So roundabout way of saying, uh, I think this was a really good idea. And I'm I'm glad you kind of made it happen. I think this will be a fun thing to, to keep doing. Agreed. Okay, anyway, um, you guys know how the call-in show works, but if you're new to the show and you'd like to participate or you want to learn how to participate, there are instructions in the uh, YouTube description. You can hop on the Discord server and your all your questions will be answered there. We will take callers uh, in the order that our wonderful Screener Dangerous Spaces brings them in. We'll stop every half hour to check in on Super Chat on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo, and DLive. And then if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us a question. We'll catch up with uh, email questions. At the end of the show, if you'd like to send in an email question, the one and only place to do that is on the contact page of my website, mattchristiansandmedia.com, slash contact. There's a call-in show question form on that page, and you can send in your questions there. Other than that, let's see uh, what people think tonight. Cadmium Thanks is up first. Cadmium, you there?
4: Cadmium. Hello. Hi, girl. Hey. What's on your mind? Okay. Well, I would like to get your guys' opinion. Um, but first, I wanted to offer something for you guys. Hmm. Uh, I make high-quality stuffed animals. And since you oh. both have little ones and little ones coming on the way, I would love to send you guys a, a custom stuff.
0: I, I would be honored. Um, would do you have... So um, I'd love to check out your work if you have a website uh, for it or anything like that.
4: I am working on that. Okay. Um Kind of in the beginning phases of actually posting stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh my uh Instagram for it is Oakwise Studios. Oakwise so okay. where I'll be putting studios?
2: everything. Yep.
0: Oakwise. That's another topic. Um I'm not gonna reveal it now. I think I'll reveal it on Sunday, but I did learn whether it is a little baby boy or a little baby girl. So Sunday, oh my I'll disclose Oakwise, Oakwise Studios, you say.
3: I'm not saying yep. it is it um at Oakwise Studios?
4: Yeah, it should be. I'm like I said, I'm still in the beginning stages, so there might be a bug or two. But my actual question. So uh my husband came back from deployment recently. Super mm. happy about that. Good. You're um awesome. and we are both uh well, he'll be getting out of the navy navy this fall and we're gonna start uh going to college, getting our degrees.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um The problem is we kind of have baby fever. And as much as I would love to, uh, you know, start having kids now, that would be really difficult as we're getting our degrees. So I'm wondering if, you know, that was you, what would you guys do? In what?
3: How old are you? How old are you both?
4: So um, I'm 23. He's 24. He'll be getting his degree in physics and mine will be in uh, fine arts.
3: Oh, well, you should definitely not go to college then and just get (laughs) pregnant.
4: I mean, what's your, what's your
3: career plan? Is this for personal betterment?
4: Um, pretty much. I know that learning from like a mentor when it comes to art is how I excel, And I want to be able to pretty much work from home and, you know, freelance. So that's kind of the, and the goal. So kids freelance
3: and what kind of art do you do?
4: Uh, stickers and cutesy stuff that makes you smile when you see it. Well, why don't you just hire a tutor?
2: I Instead of could. going to college.
3: Uh, I mean, I do oil and acrylic painting and I took tons of classes in college and the most I ever learned was from a drawing teacher that I had hired. It hmm. was just so if you're doing this only for personal development, just get a tutor. Nobody's gonna give a shit if you have a degree or not, if you're freelancing. Nobody cares anymore. Um, and you're going to be so in the hole for, for a degree. Like you'll get out of college and be
4: like, why did I do this? Why? Yeah. We'll be, we're doing it debt free. So that will be, that's a oh, that's good right. part you of probably, it. But you, have,
0: you have GI bill or what?
4: Yeah. Between that and saving up and having, you know, financial aid and whatnot. Like I'm, I'm about halfway done and we don't have a dollar in debt.
0: Oh, you've already started. Oh, you started just starting. Mm. That yeah. that would change my calculation a little bit, um, because I my answer was going to be if you if you are doing this to better your business uh, efforts, I I bet mm-hmm. you'd probably come out ahead if you just put your energies there in addition to building the family that you want to build. But if you're already in it uh, and you've already paid a bunch for it, yeah, you you're not in debt, but you've you've sunk some money into this. Yeah. Okay um and you I don't see know. maybe
3: won- finish why can't you just get pregnant now anyway
4: i mean we totally could it was just a matter of uh like put energy to do the last year or so of college it's i guess the main question is uh age because mm. we kind of want a younger family and you know if you guys had the option to do it younger would you have like oh, what's yeah. your thoughts on that
3: Oh yeah, God. I mean, I wasn't ready when I was 23 because I was my life was a disaster. But you're like with the person you want to be with for the rest of your life. You sound like a, you know, like you got it together.
0: Yeah, you're seeing it, seeing it much more clearly than I was when I was 23, 24. For sure. Yeah. So if I, if I could go back with my current wife and start earlier, probably would have. It could I would I have started earlier as the idiot that I was at 23? Probably not. Um, but but you don't have that problem. Yeah. It sounds like you don't, sounds like you have something, uh, a a clearer plan and you guys are already married, right?
4: Yeah, We'll be celebrating five years this year.
0: Wow. Oh my God.
3: Well, why don't you just, uh, not worry about birth control at all and just see what happens.
0: That's an option too. (laughs) Yeah. Just, just freestyle it, you know, if it happens, it happens. God's will kind of thing.
3: Yes, and having unprotected sex Although, when you're ovulating <laughs> will get you pregnant. Just <laughs> Although, FYI,
0: if you're yeah, if you if you kind of just freestyle everything, and you go into school and see what happens. You probably should go pick a plan here and go with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everybody I've talked scared. to, and I, and, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't have the kid walking around yet, obviously. But everybody I've talked to has told me that you never regret having kids or having more kids or, or anything like that. So I don't know. I I would nudge you in that direction as well. And you can, yeah. you can finish out, you can finish that degree. There, are, there's Anytime, infinite opportunity yeah. to do that.
3: Yeah. Um, and there's never a perfect time to have a baby. Everybody's like, Oh, I gotta have enough money and I gotta blah, blah, blah. It's like just fucking everybody get pregnant. Just get pregnant. It's fine. Just get pregnant. It's cool. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, and then you can just design your life around, the child it'll actually give you more structure surprisingly
0: there you know, have it so that's exciting fair. yeah this
3: is so exciting you're it. gonna have a baby
4: right on and yeah. uh how do i contact you guys about the uh the stuffs?
0: uh send me an email and i will uh i'll i'll speak with you there if you um and it's it's on my website if you just want to visit the website or there's a contact form on the website you can just send me a, uh, an email there
3: and i just followed you on instagram
0: I couldn't Honestly, find it. What was it? I went to Oakwise.
3: It, Oakwise Studio, not plural.
0: Oh studio. Yeah. That would be the problem. Let me I want to have a look real quick before Oh yeah, these look oh is that is this a, a bear or a yeti, or what am I looking at? It's a Bigfoot. You hundred <laughs> percent. Sign me up. Uh I will <laughs> happily pay you whatever the costs are. I need to have I, I actually saw one of these at a store like a little kid. I didn't I didn't buy it, but it was um there was a little stuffed Yeti. And it's and the this the picture book, I need to go back to Billings to get this. The picture book was Yeti for Bed.
2: Ah, huh.
0: Gotta get it. Yeah. 100 percent interested. Send me uh send me an email and I'll I'll uh we'll we'll organize the details.
4: Will do. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. And good luck. Thanks.
3: Kids' toys are so clever now. Was My I niece has this uh snail that like glows and lights up and it's called escar glow
0: <laughs> you know as far as um, I, I'm i looking forward to a lot of things one, one thing is discovering the world again through a child's eyes but another yeah. thing is sort of rediscovering the enjoyment of children's things you know like yeah. buying mm-hmm. toys buying just cool interesting fun stuff that I would never otherwise buy I'm really yeah. excited for all that it's
3: really really fun
0: yeah okay let's uh let's get our next caller dare officer you're good to go you ready
5: <laughs> what up matt what up blonde? i
0: dare you i dare you to try to arrest oh. george floyd do you accept or are you a coward <laughs>
3: well <laughs> or is I it like know. dare to keep a kid off drugs ah
0: <laughs> it's uh
5: it's it's kind of a joke it's just a name i used to use on video games
3: um so you're not in
0: fact a policeman and you didn't no, have
3: to I, go through no. dare training in school
0: that's true. Well, actually, I did. Um,
3: oh, it job. was awesome.
0: <laughs> it
5: was great. Um, definitely a lot of very uh, educational material
3: to, to be uh,
5: gleaned from that.
3: It's Like, I'm going to smoke so much weed when I grow up. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, Dare basically. Officer. That's how that turned out.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, um, I think I want to talk about... The gasoline pipeline um oh, i want to okay. get your guys opinion on this first before i dive too deep into what my you know opinion is on this but basically um my question to you matt be do you think the fuel shortage was genuinely mm. a you know random cyber attack by some sort of apt you know advanced persistent threat group that yeah does this sort of thing regularly or do you believe that it just happens to really conveniently coincide with a lot of other events so to speak that uh, make it kind of seem a little fishy
0: well i the this year has taught me nothing, if not to be more tinfoily about literally everything. That <laughs> everything. said, I've not followed um, who is behind the attack very closely. Do they know? Do they have any suspicions about who did it, or is there a declared uh, suspect, or is it just up in so, the air?
5: So i I'm, I'm an information security professional. I actually do penetration testing and like incident response to mm-hmm. cyber attacks for a living. Um, there's people in the infosec community that have claimed that some group has taken. Uh, responsibility for it. They tried to leave it as the excuse that uh, we don't seek to, you know, do political, you know, broadcast political messages with these attacks. We're just interested in money since it was a ransomware attack. Yeah. Now, but as is, you know, quite common, you know, a lot of times people will come out and attempt to take credit for, you know, attacks, you know, yeah. as we see with terrorist groups and other things like that, you know, that yeah. they may not be the people actually that perpetrated it.
2: Right.
0: Well, and. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, no, no. no.
0: Well, I'm just thinking Church, like Church. if it's um, if it had a motive beyond the money that they're trying to claim, would it be someone trying to sabotage Joe Biden or would it be someone trying to sabotage oil consumption in general? The interesting thing is I, I've heard a few Biden officials like Jennifer Granholm, the uh, energy secretary, saying things to the effect of, well, you know. This just goes to show we have to have modes of transportation that don't rely on gasoline. We have to have the Green New Deal. Well, look right, how vulnerable right. our oil pipelines are. We should scrap this and um, move yeah, on to yeah. better right. things, Why? even though those would be vulnerable to cyber attack, too. But um, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting to speculate about what would be what is if if someone is trying to achieve something that's more political than just collecting money what would it be
5: right i mean just to make a statement i mean there's there's a lot of you know Uh, particularly Chinese hacking groups that attack a lot of infrastructure just for the purpose of trying to damage it. But one thing that I think is so funny about this is, you know, you have Gretchen Whitmer calling for the closure of that one pipeline that uh, Canada uh, runs at the same time as this. At the same time, you also have attacks on oil pipelines in Israel, which is a whole different subject. I don't want to get started on that necessarily, but um, I think it's important, you know, to have context. And then, you know, the whole fiasco about the XL keystone pipeline, you know, earlier this year. And I, I, just kind of think, you know, I look back and, you know, some previous, you know, particularly Marxist and, you know, communist regimes and artificial fuel and food shortage or shortages kind of just tend to be trademark with that sort of thing. Um, you know, does it, does that make sense?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I, it's, at this point, I'm just shooting from the hip on this, though, because I have no solid information to work with. This is just.
5: Right. I'm, I'm just speculating. Too. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. hundred you know, I mean, percent. But I just, I just find it so interesting. And, you know, as someone that um, has, you know, tested, you know, the security of, you know, lots of different things over time uh, without kind of disclosing too much information, I will tell you that it is absolutely possible that some random group breached their network and. You know, infected their computers with ransomware. I mean, that is yeah absolutely plausible. But you know, kind of convenient <laughs> though. It's real convenient. I, I see. That's kind of what I think
0: also. Mm. But all I know is that our election was the most secure ever, and none of this stuff it could have ever <laughs> yeah. possibly happen to the it. Most embarrassed right? <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that's not debatable here. <laughs> yep. Or negotiable, or discussable. All right, man. Well, thank you for the thoughts. And if you learn more about it, um, definitely uh, send some info my way. I, I'd like to learn about what happened or at least what they say happened.
5: Yeah, sure, dude. Um, I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on it. I have a lot of people. Um, I'm originally from the East Coast and I know a lot of people from there that, you know, are witnessing this madness occurring. So <laughs> yeah, of the, way, the ways that people are behaving is just moronic.
0: But, I, I did um, not see it, but I was told someone said there's a video clip out there of a woman filling up grocery bags like plastic grocery bags with gasoline
5: is that i've I've seen it i gotta see this it'll look surreal if i if i can find it again
0: i'll
2: send it to you okay
0: sounds good gasoline
3: burn through burn through it also that's a really inefficient mode of transportation
0: how the hell are you gonna get it into your tank i guess a big funnel you'd have to
3: get a big funnel and then put it into (laughs) a yeah
0: yeah all right well thank you man i appreciate it
6: yeah dude appreciate it
0: it's funny how it went from Monday with the New York Times and Biden administration officials and others saying there are no shortages.
2: I know no, there's no gasoline
0: lines. That's all fake news, and uh, by well, really, there were some that day, but especially over the last couple of days. Now, to be as fair as possible, as far as I understand, it's not a gasoline or oil shortage. It's a transportation issue. They can't move the product.
3: yeah, but, still that counts,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, and the, the the administration's response to it has been hilarious. Um, that's really like a that's a, like a private industry type thing. The uh, the oil companies will have to figure this one out, you know. All okay,
2: right.
0: I know fat guy's up next, Mister Fat Guy, or the fat the guy that friend you know of a
2: fat guy.
0: Yeah,
7: yes, yes, yes. Hey, which do you want? Black pill on the economy or financial conspiracy theories?
3: Ooh, Aren't those the same thing. <laughs> um
0: uh, uh I'll take the conspiracy theory unless you disagree on.
3: Yeah, that's fine. No more black pills. I just talked to black pill the other day and I I kind of want to kill myself.
7: Okay, uh I'll, I'll give you three real quick. The first one is true. Uh the Federal Reserve uh creation. Do you know how it happened?
0: I don't uh, know the history it, very
3: well. Wasn't it post depression?
7: No. The Federal Reserve, there was a banking crisis in 1907. The bankers knew there was regulation coming, so they all traveled in secret to an island called Jekyll Island. They all went, <laughs> they all did under assumed names, and they made sure that no one knew they were uh, convening there. And, Why? They, just, and Why they would decided they do this to,
3: in secret?
7: Yeah, and they decided to put out uh, a structure of how they wanted themselves regulated. That's where the Federal Reserve was born.
3: What a surprise.
7: Yeah, there's a book on Mm. it called The Monster from Jekyll Island. It's absolutely 100% true, and I'm just kind of like flopping over it. It's a true conspiracy
8: theory.
2: Number two.
0: Yeah, as in a conspiracy theory that is confirmed to have happened.
3: Yep. So not a conspiracy. Well,
7: actually, technically, it's a conspiracy, like the assassination of Abraham Lincoln's conspiracy. Right.
0: Yeah, the the term gets kind of weirdly used because it's sort of morphed to mean like far-fetched, idea or far-fetched theory but really it means right. what you're describing like a group of people got together and conspired in secrecy to achieve an end and in this case they did achieve the end yeah, yeah. uh
7: n- next one this is probably true there's not much gold in fort knox
0: uh is that a, is that a supposed conspiracy theory or is that just true
7: it's it's a conspiracy theory because no one knows if it's true because nobody because the, the fort knox hasn't been audited since 1957. Yeah. And uh, the, the, basically the theory goes is the CNN, when the CIA was doing all its clandestine work in the Latin America and Africa, they didn't want it to land on the budget. So they were just stealing gold from Fort Knox to do all those things.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
7: So we don't know because it doesn't get audited. No one ever goes down that we know of goes down to look there. And there's been a couple people who have worked at Fort Knox and said, yeah, there's not much gold there.
0: <laughs> well, what happened to all the to gold them- then? What did we do with it?
7: The CIA was using it for like, you know, pay rebels, buy arms oh, to overthrow governments in the 60s and <laughs> They made 70s. golden
0: AKs out of it is what they did. And they <laughs> yeah. sent overseas.
7: Yeah. Yeah. And the Damn. last one is the one that's going on that they say now they're, the Federal Reserve is going to create a digital currency. They're going to get rid of banks. So everyone will have an account at the Federal Reserve for your digital currency. Oh, I'm buying and- Fed
0: coin 100% <laughs> when that comes out. Yeah. I'm in. I'm buying. You won't
7: have a cho- You won't have a choice. <laughs> they'll get rid of the American dollar.
0: <laughs>
3: oh God.
0: Oh. Ugh. And
7: they'll. Okay. Wait, when the
0: do you think something like that is happening? I mean, it, to be as fair as possible, it does kind of make sense that we would digitize our currency in that way. I suppose uh, that's like maybe that makes sense, but it's foreseeable. You know what I'm saying?
7: Yeah. Well, they're yeah. working on it right now. Uh, the Chinese have already introduced it, and get this, they're actually experimenting with money that expires. What? What? They would get. They would put a digital currency, and it would have an expiration date. Well, what like does that mean? Use by? Yep. Use by. You like can't you have save buy. it. Nope. You have to spend it. And,
0: and what oh does "use" God. mean? Like, could I, if I bought another non-cash investment with it, that counts as use? Yes. Okay.
7: It would have to. You would have to put it into the economy, so it would have to be used. So, it's digital ledger. If it was silent for too long. The, the money would just disappear
0: oh my god! Oh, so it doesn't even get reclaimed it just expired it just like you, yeah it's like milk on the shelf
7: basically well yeah if, it, if you don't spend it if you spend yeah. it it like resets its timer that's what they're experimenting with
0: why would anyone sign up for this though i mean if, if that was the case i would take i would take fed coin and i would trade it for uh other digital currencies that don't have that limitation
7: well, they're trying to turn digital currencies into financial assets. So mm. you spend your Bitcoin, you have to pay capital gains.
0: Well, they already do that, right? Like if you, if you convert, if you liquidate your Bitcoin or convert it to cash or whatever the term is, you're the you financial guy. Capital you capital tell gains. me you have to pay capital gains on that.
7: Uh, yeah, you have you... to pay capital gains. On well, they, that. they mean...
0: say, yeah, yeah, they say
7: yeah, that. There, there are ways around that. But if you bought something completely with just Bitcoin, like you bought a car and you exchange it for Bitcoin. Oh yeah. Like, they, then you can kind of get around of not paying the capital gains. They want to make it so that if you bought a car with it, you then have to pay capital gains in addition to whatever the tax. Oh, paid on so the if car. I bought like
0: a thousand dollars in Bitcoin and then it became worth 25 grand and I bought a car with it, mm-hmm. I have to pay the IRS on those gains from a grand to 25. Yep. That's bullshit.
9: Oh, oh that, 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 well, hilarious. hopefully yeah.
0: they digitize their raids, too, and we can yeah. not have to deal with those.
3: <laughs> yeah, really.
7: Oh, for the last thing, uh, Matt, did you last uh, thing
3: you've talked about, like, 10 things?
7: Well, no, this is I was just going to mention this. Did you see the MIT research on the uh, covid skeptics? You should look into that. Yeah, I,
0: I've not, I don't know what that's about. Uh, I haven't seen it. You want to send it to me?
7: Okay, I only put it in your Discord, but you don't check it. I'll send you an email with no, it. No, the, Discord, <laughs>
0: the Discord's t- Discord and Telegram are too spicy for me, man. I've been spiced out. What I Our Telegram's h-
3: hilarious. Yeah. But okay, well, that's all I you, got. Thank you, man. See ya. See ya. Yeah,
1: bye.
0: Okay, oh, what big, else? Bitcoin took a big shit. Damn. Yeah, crypto is... Uh, <laughs> kind of everything is taking a big shit right now. Um, you got inflation increasing. You got markets uh, taking a dip. Markets of all sorts. Uh, it's looking a little uh, rough out there right now. It's okay. What else Ethereum is up next?
3: Ethereum at four thousand.
0: Well, that's the thing is they all ha- they've all been on this incredible ride for the last couple of weeks, and now they're coming back to earth a little bit.
3: Whoa! Am I rich?
0: <laughs> if, if you own a good amount of Ethereum, probably. Ethereum has been on a good run lately.
3: Not a good
10: amount, but I got four or
0: something like that. What else? Hello. Hey What's on your mind?
10: Um, I just, uh, I wanted to ask Blonde like a a few questions. Because sure. I watched, sure. Hey, no? It's uh, no? okay. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> uh, I watched your latest interview, well, part of it, with uh, that black pilled guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think like towards the beginning of the interview, um, you sort of said something that, like, uh, you you lost faith in the faith in the government, something like that.
3: Oh yeah, I I definitely said that.
10: <laughs> yeah, that sounds um, kindly
0: phrased for you, actually.
10: Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I guess I just wanted to know if like, what's sort of like, uh, where does that train of thought? Where would that train of thought like lead you? Uh, despair. Do you want? Do you, no, not that way. It's just like, do you want like no government at all or? I'm
3: trending anarchist. I mean, I I don't really know. Like we we talk constantly because my political evolution, it's still, it's still in in the works. Um, We talk constantly about our ideal form of government. Matt would just have a government where everybody actually adhered to the constitution. Um, But I never voted for the constitution i never voted to enact the constitution i was born into this system i uh pure democracy is obviously garbage i think societies uh were women more intellectually development what
0: women can vote now
3: <laughs> that's, that's a shame developed. No, you don't get a developed. vote
0: the, 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 oh, you yeah. don't get a vote in, in this society and Shut i don't hell vote
3: yeah. i don't vote you know um but did you vote in 2020 or 2020 no I, I did not vote yeah, okay. oh, I didn't know
0: that actually. I I, would, well, I, I kept I on have. the
3: DL because everybody was so pissed. But like, I, I'm I'm deep into this this 19th amendment. Bond, thing if you would have
10: voted, then Trump would have won. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah,
3: was the really. difference. Yeah, I was the difference. My specific vote was the difference. Um, I'll vote for local stuff, but outside of that, like I'm never voting for another president ever again. I'm not doing this anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. a ridiculous and absurd system that I should not be taking a part in. Um, but people were more; they had more intellectual prowess when there was something of a benevolent monarchy. And I think that that would be the system that I would institute if I had a choice, but I don't. And so I think that the best way to move forward is to try to get into any situation where there's less government.
10: So sort of like a sticks, a monarchy thing, or are you just like abolition of government altogether?
3: I don't think we can fully abolish the government in any meaningful way. But like when I think about what the government does that they need to do, I'm like, ooh, maintain the roads. That could be done by a private company. Uh, we don't need public schools. Uh, we don't need them to to federally regulate for safety standards because you know we we could do that in in, in communities as well. I'm like, I don't think the federal government needs to do anything. What do we thing, really it, need them for?
0: Well, I think it has some things to do that it doesn't, like border security, uh, number one. That'd be great, but it doesn't bother doing that. I think national defense military is a um, is a key uh, function of the, gover- of the federal government. And I think settling disputes between the states is also a necessary function of the federal government. Chiefly. Okay, th- those are the ones I would go with.
3: Uh, yeah, okay. They actually have to do those things and not do anything else.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I would agree with that.
3: But I do think that we would be better off. I mean, if, if nobody was was guarding the borders, don't you think that states would just take it up?
0: Uh, it's not that states can't. It's just that it's it's an interstate issue. You know, it's, it is it's an a, interstate issue. I'm, I'm with you. It's there. it's I, I view it more as like a national defense type thing. Um, which I I view it as in the same way. It's not exactly that like immigrants crossing the border is not exactly the same thing as, say, a foreign military trying to march in here. But those are problems of a similar variety that I think would be a federal issue to solve.
3: But another question is that they contract out so much of the work, including the military work, that how much is the federal government actually doing anyway and how much is hmm. it visit private companies? Why can't we just continue to contract this stuff out?
0: Yeah, I I guess the counter would be like, let's say that Arizona takes the border issue seriously and doesn't allow a lot of illegals to cross it, but California doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, you have a, you have, you have kind of an issue there when it comes to national defense. I think that's one issue where, if you don't really have a a national law or a national plan, then the the coalition of states is going to kind of fall apart.
3: Yeah, but the um, federal government being in charge of. of of the borders means that none of these states are allowed to give a shit.
0: Well, that's the problem is what happens when the feds don't, don't care or don't care enough. Yeah, I agree. Um,
10: what, what do you mean by the coalition? What did you say? The coalition of states? What?
0: Uh, that I can't remember the exact thought, but the, the idea is if, if you have a problem with foreign invasion, foreign intruders, and one state says that's just fine and the other says it's not, well, if, if, the, if the borders between states are more porous than our national border, that is, you can, you can travel freely between those states, you're going to have a problem there unless states decide we're all but sovereign. If Arizona decides we're all but sovereign from California and we actually have checkpoints and we treat the California-Arizona border just like the Arizona-Mexico border – then you're not really the same country anymore. At that point, you are effectively separate countries.
10: Right. Yeah. But that's, uh, sort of, that was sort of my question, right? Whether, uh, you know, whether blonde thought that we needed a federal government, mm. uh, in the first place.
3: Mm, short answer. No.
10: Okay.
0: That's closer to the truth. I would say no is closer to the truth than what we currently have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mm. yeah.
10: Yeah, we should anyway. let you go. But thank you for calling. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, actually, one more thing. Um, are you are you reading much uh, still, blonde?
3: Uh, it's like difficult with the baby, but I have right. a lot of audiobooks that need to be read,
10: need to be listened to. Okay. Um, if I, if I Putting could recommend food food. something to both yeah. of you, actually, sure. Um, Anatomy of the State by Murray uh, Rothbard.
3: Other people recommend this to me. Maybe I should actually yeah. read
10: it. You ever heard about it, Matt? I have not. Okay. Well, it's a good read, so just wanted to recommend that.
0: All right. Well, thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. You too. Okay, we Bye. are due for a break, and uh, over on D Live, thank you to Jay Fox. Appreciate that. Giggling Spy as well, and Jay Fox again. And let's see. Over on. Uh, we're actually good over on Tippy Stream. Ron Helton over on Trovo, thank you. And if you have some chats on YouTube, we'll be all set. Sure.
3: Uh, Eric Burns, March. The New York Times is happy to inform you there are no long gas lines. We previously gave you the 1619 project, published Jason Blair and reported Iraq had WMDs. Sincerely, Walter from the Moscow Bureau.
0: <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, the New York Times. <laughs> don't believe your own lying eyes on mm-hmm. the, uh, the gas lines.
3: Walter Durrini. Uh, black magic says, Hey Skag, why did the bleachers collapse at the is- Israeli f- religious festival? Because they killed their only carpenter. I'll read this seriously though. Uh, try watching that footage without God. laughing hysterically. I haven't seen that. Uh,
0: I have not seen that particular footage. Um,
3: I will watch this in two seconds. Was the, is this uh,
0: part of the current conflict or is that something else?
3: Israeli bleachers. Oh, geez, forty-four people died. Maybe I shouldn't laugh. Forty-four died. When was? Maybe I shouldn't watch this right now.
0: Is that this was something that happened prior?
3: It was April
0: thirtieth. Oh, so this is, yeah, this is totally unrelated to the current uh, collapse or the 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 current conflicts. I mean, Um, at least I assume this looks like just a straight up bleacher collapse. It's not like they got missile attacked or something
3: i should move on so that we don't get in any trouble here jim <laughs> Minshall says and i'm all out of bubblegum. i know we'll the movie
0: the movie had some i i loved it well mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil what i'm going to say on sunday it had it had good writing it had uh good lines in there good themes good writing i appreciated it yeah
3: homer simpson uh no note. thank you sir tim k Big donation. Thank you. Just wanted to give a shout to Jennifer, your newest female fan. Blonde. Ooh. She has been a loyal viewer of yours since the beginning, but somehow this show never made her radar. Luckily, I was able to remedy that. And now she might be a bigger fan than I am. Rock on, Jennifer. Thank you. We love Jenny. you. You're
1: very special.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Uh, should we circle back? I guess so.
0: Uh, yeah, we can do that. Uh, who's up next? We got, um, uh... I'll
3: have to just circle back with you. Did Sugoy I see this video?
0: Sugoi, you're good to go if you're ready.
11: Oh, um, hello. Hi. Uh, just uh, I'll try not to be spurgy or retarded.
0: <laughs> that's all we ask. Very simple. What? That's request. The,
3: that's the defining characteristic that's of true. everybody that calls in. What are you talking? Or, about? Well, or and
0: boring. <laughs> not just every, It's the defining characteristic of us much of the time too. I don't yep. want to separate true ourselves story. in that uh, characterization.
3: There's a reason all like right. attracts like. <laughs>
11: This, is, this topic is, uh, pertains more to Blonde than to you, Matt. Sure. Um, blonde, you mentioned people like Nick Fuentes and the people he, he surrounds himself with, like Catboy Cami. and I just want to offer an alternative perspective because I don't necessarily think these, these people are based or on our side.
3: What? Um, can't get more based than Catboy Cami?
11: I mean, based. you know, sucking black dildo is not pretty based. In wearing Did he do that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> Wait, what? Now no, you got me curious. This is going to ruin my search history. Carry on. Sorry. I didn't. No,
11: just, I mean, Google it. If you don't believe me, I'm not, I'm I, not here to. to I'm not you. saying I <laughs>
0: doubt. I'm just saying I want to see the proof.
11: Okay. Um,
0: yeah.
11: and, and also uh, Nick Fuentes invited people like uh, Louis Thoreau. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name. I think it's a French last name, but he's an Englishman. He worked with the BBC uh he, he he has this uh, Nick Fuentes has this like annual like event called AFPAC, AFPAC and he, inv- he invited him and i think it's a good way to dox people and since he's not an american american law doesn't doesn't affect him so he, he can do whatever he wants and dox whoever attends his uh, his events oh, plus serious. he surrounds himself with plus he surrounds himself with people like Big Alaska who mace people in public you know, just to get views and, and he hasn't gotten severely
3: punished huh sorry i'm I'm down the cat boy this
0: does hole. look to be legit you, your your claims have been verified by me
11: sorry sorry if i'm talking a bit fast because i'm just nervous it's different if i was to talk to you guys in private versus no 100 like, percent. It's, it's hard it's like,
0: to hop on a stream and talk about a dude with black dildos i i get it
3: my search history <laughs>
11: and, and plus there's like thousands of people listening so that, that's sure. if i'm starting stuttering a bit it's, it's you know it's i was i
0: was totally not aware of this that said um, I stand by the George Floyd bit on Omegle or whatever he was doing, the, I mean, or the, yeah. the the Derek Chauvin bit. I'm
11: not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna. Like, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. Like, yeah, there's certain things that you know Ben Shapiro says that that I that align with my way of thinking. But he's that... he's
0: perfect in his every utterance. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh.
11: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah
11: you know but you know just got to be critical you know, you don't you know, like even when i listen to you guys i try to be like okay is you know is with mad and bland sign like really true and, you know i should just google it myself or have my own little uh, uh you know research whatever but yeah and yeah that, that's that's kind of it like and the fact that you say that you 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 watch murdoch murdoch yeah. It just kind of uh, baffles me that you like people like Catboy Cami and Nick Fuentes because they've done a bit about these two people of, of them being you know homosexuals or feds.
3: <laughs> really, I haven't yeah. watched in a while. Well, I'll I'll reconsider. I mean, I, I find Nick Fuentes undeniably likable. I just think he's a charismatic young fellow. Nobody's perfect.
11: I mean, okay. I mean, just just do your own search, like uh, in your own time. But before I leave. I like to offer an alternative to Nick Fuentes T R S the right stuff. Oh yeah.
3: Uh, Everybody loves the right stuff.
11: Mike Mike Enoch, maybe you should have him on your show, uh Blonde.
3: I'll think about it. Yeah.
11: That's about it. <laughs> well,
0: thank, thank you, man. You. You've uh, opened my eyes to new things I had not previously <gasps> known.
3: <gasps> yep.
11: I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> have a good night. Have a nice night. Okay. Occidentum. Occidentum, you there?
12: Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, sorry about that. I was just talking to Dangerous Spaces and kind of trying to listen to that call at the same time because it sounded <laughs> spicy.
0: Oh, you missed you missed some uh, newfound knowledge.
12: Oh, That's well, a... I'll have to go back and watch yeah. it. Um, so I actually have called in before. I'm the guy that moved from Maine to Coeur d'Alene.
2: Oh,
3: oh
12: yeah. yeah. Um. And I kind of just wanted to, normally I'd like to call in and kind of talk about ideological type stuff, but I did have a lot of people reach out to me on discord and ask me questions about that or moving from a left-wing state to a right-wing state yeah in general and and a lot of people have called in and kind of talked about that so i just kind of wanted to touch base on that real quick
4: okay
2: sure
12: um so first of all it's totally worth it do it new england sucks everything about new england sucks when i got there i was a little bit nostalgic for new england and missed it a little bit but it's so much better and um, I know a couple of you reached out to me, and you're a little bit hesitant about doing it because there's a, you have family here, and you've lived here, and we have pride as New Englanders, especially because most of us can trace our roots to, um, you know, the settling of this country, and we have right. you know family members that are laid in the ground here. But it's worth it. And uh, I don't know how. I bet blonde. I bet you know a thing a uh, thing or two about this, but New England has terrible birth rates.
3: Yeah, it, there's a lot of leftists there, right? It's it's like so ever leftists. since.
12: Maine legalized marijuana oh, um, yeah. which i don't really care about everybody from massachusetts moved up here and we're never gonna have a republican governor again i promise you that that combined with the fact that we are the oldest state in the union and we have the lowest birth rate and our governor has talked about bringing like eighty thousand somali people here
3: man that sucks because <laughs> portland is such a cool town
12: it is cool um but you know cordelaine is cooler and, yeah um, yeah but you're uh, here, and did I,
3: I run into you the other day
12: um i'm not i'm not there anymore i moved back oh but okay. i did see you once oh. um i was but actually at church. Hi? well no because you were baptizing your kid and i was like this isn't a good time
3: <laughs> you were at my child's baptism
12: yeah i well, i could prove it because the priest said some weird stuff about the world ending before he was like the world's ending but i guess i'm gonna baptize this little girl named emeline <laughs> wow. do you remember that no (laughs) oh okay yeah and that priest is awesome by the way he was really cool i talked to him a couple times oh yeah father john
3: is the tits yeah he's great
12: um but just a couple things really quick so if you move across country and with nobody and you go to job interviews and you're scared because you're not going to get a job everyone's going to think you're just cool and crazy and they want to hire you because it shows initiative Mm. Um, yeah yeah i thought that was worth mentioning um oh there's a lot of guys that call in are like am i going to get a girlfriend if i move to a red state um probably not if you're like 29 like me because all the cool right-wing girls are going to be married or you're gonna have to settle for being a stepdad
3: Hmm. that's, that's a harsh
4: truth but yeah
12: sorry just dropping those black pills um oh another thing that i'm do you have any demographic data about who's moving there from all the other states is that available yet
3: uh, probably not. Probably at the end of the year we'll have something better. But I would imagine that it's a lot of couples, older couples from California and Seattle. Uh,
12: my landlord is one of the more prol- prolific ones. Um, he's he is on that billboard when you're driving out the Rathdrum with the hat that changes. I don't want to dox his name, but um, I talked to him and I was like, you know, people here are. Re- I it's something that I witnessed. Everybody was like, so where are you from? Where are you from? Are you from California? I'm like, no, I'm from Maine and they're like okay cool that's fine but uh he's just like so many people are coming there i'm gonna make money off of it and he was planning yeah. on ditching costa rica so oh
2: that's
3: probably a good idea For sorry him. if i'm
12: kind of like rambling through these i don't want to take up anybody's time um,
3: no i hear you i hear you i'm sorry but i'm sorry about your home state that really sucks
12: But no it's cool but the the thing is it was so good that i moved back here to i have a useless degree um and I couldn't really get a job that paid a whole lot there. The minimum wage is really low, and it's insanely expensive. Mm. Um, so I came back here, and I'm taking advantage of an accelerated degree program, and I'm gonna move back.
3: Hmm. Uh, oh, okay, and cool. Then I'm
12: done. But we'll um, bring
3: meet a chick, and then uh, red pillar, and then bring her back.
12: Yeah, well, yeah, that would be nice, and that's what I was gonna say. To the people that are moving out there is it'll be a lot easier if you don't go by yourself and you have a friend, or if you're married. Yeah. And um, I guess yeah, last yeah. year – Let me see. I wrote this all down on a list, so.
3: And uh, if you move out here, I'll be your friend. I hang out with every person that recognizes me. I mean,
12: Wearing my Murdoch Murdoch shirt right now. You know, <laughs> I him? thought we'd get yeah. along. Um, uh, doo-doo-doo, dating. Doo-doo-doo. Oh yeah, there's a really good homeschooling community there that I can be in touch with if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know anybody through that church specifically. Oh, I'm
3: plugged in. I know what's up. <laughs> oh,
12: and I was actually really surprised at how many liberal people were in Coeur d'Alene.
3: Yeah, tons. It's a huge problem.
12: Hmm. Um it was the only place that I can really think of that I've ever been to at least where you can walk from like a really rich neighborhood with Biden signs and then go like 15 minutes in another direction and walk past like a KKK cross on a house. So that was that's, interesting. That's, that's re- accurate. That's yeah. real diversity there. Yeah. True um,
3: diversity. Yeah.
12: But I get oh and uh lastly before I go two things. One um your interview with Edward Dutton was awesome. That was the <laughs> best you. one that you've done so far. Really? Um yeah, I went to school for anthropology and he is the real deal. um yeah. The social sciences are completely destroyed with cultural Marxism yeah, and race theory right now, and I really appreciate the work he's done. And I thought your interview was was really good.
3: And he's so delightfully British too.
12: Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, and then the last thing I want to say before I go is, it's been frustrating listening to that guy who moved to Coeur d'Alene and like be like, oh, I love it here. I love you guys. Like blah 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 blah. It's so amazing. I'm just like, ah, I tried. But I want to let that guy know that as soon as I move back, I'm going to be your friend, and I appreciate yeah, how, you. guys will how, have to hang how, out. How positive he's been. But yeah. um, anyway, if um, any of you guys from Maine or New England want to ask me questions about that whole thing, I probably didn't do the best job at explaining uh, everything that went on here. But uh, you can just mess- uh, message me on Twitter at o c c i d e n t e m underscore ogdentum, and I'll message you back
0: all right well thank you for the but, thoughts man and yeah, uh, keep good it, luck, and good luck with the plans
12: yeah thanks guys uh have a good night as well. appreciate it
0: okay i am sort of kisses up next sort of kiss you there
6: hello how's it going
0: we are well how are you
6: good ah, i did the uh, fatal error we're not supposed to ask how you doing everyone does that <laughs> yeah. um that's I quite to all right
0: very about... polite appreciate it
6: you know we try yeah um want to talk about uh some of the issues that i i think you know well personally i'm having but i think that a lot of people are going to be facing with um dealing with like family members who are very uh very much so invested in everyone around them having the vaccine yeah and and how that can you know affect you know strange relationships because in my in my case for example i have some grandparents who live in a a nursing home where they now have requirement or not a retirement home but they have requirements for everyone who visits to be vaccinated
2: that's terrible
6: so, yeah and it's it's definitely like tough for me personally because i was pretty close to them but what i was you know i i've seen like a lot of other people like in the in the telegram and in like some of the other discords talking about how you know, like their families are trying to force them to get the vaccine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, of course, that's that's something that puts a, a big emotional strain. But what I was more curious for your guys' opinions about is um, when it comes to, like, institutional access. Like, I've heard that all the Ivy Leagues are going to be requiring vaccines in order to attend in person.
2: Yeah. Hilarious. And,
6: right. So, you know, then then we come up against this this wedge where you have if you're someone who on principle doesn't want to take the vaccine and you know you assume that that comes with some some level of being based, do we want to cede our access to these important institutions which produce people who will then go on to be able to effectively advocate for the various positions that, that we would want them to? Or do we have them hopefully try and find a way around it? I, I was curious about your thoughts on that.
2: Oof.
3: No, I think this is a self limiting problem because all of these people are going to be infertile. And so, yeah, uh, we should hmm. just let all these Ivy League educated people just just die out. It doesn't mean what it used to mean either. And Ivy League education isn't going to help you get the job that it, it would have even 10 years ago.
0: That's true. Um, if you think the value is inflated and it's a big bubble, that thing's probably about to burst.
3: This is going to be the last straw.
0: And this Smart, is skeptical yes.
3: people are not going to go to Ivy League schools. This anymore. is
0: a, this is a, another layer onto it too, because we've been talking about this issue for years. When it was just an issue of ideological browbeating, should right. you go to these schools and endure the uh, the mob's scorn as you voice your opinion in class, or maybe voice your opinion in the corporate boardroom or wherever you ascend? Or should we just build our own things. It's one thing when you're talking about just voicing your opinion and facing the mob for that, ha- being injected with a substance against your will rightly or wrongly i'm not you know whatever uh is another layer of coercion on top of this and um
6: yeah or even i I mean a a little more nuanced on that it's like you know you're not really forced to get it because you can not go to the school but then of course if you want to have that, and you know, it, it is true that like for some things, you know, if you're majoring in like you know poetry or art or something, then where you get your degree doesn't really matter. But yeah. you know, for myself, I'm actually going to be changing careers into law, and for law, very important. That's what true. What school you were at? You that know, is like, true, right? and but it's I'm the sure s- that's similar in other
0: fields. And and to the point on the other side of this that you're making there, if that is a field where you can't just hop in and build your own thing. You can't really exactly. build your own law practice accreditation. Yeah, you build can't your really own courtroom. Yeah. Right. Not work. So if that is the career path on which you're set, you might have to make that sort of concession. Um, but in general, if there uh, overall, if there are things that can be rebuilt rather than trying to seize what currently exists and steer the ship back in the right direction over time, I'm, I'm, getting more and more, uh, more and more on board with team rebuild as opposed to team <laughs> to try to correct the, the, the ship's steering. Um, but in your case, maybe that's an exception, man. I, I, don't, I, there's, I just don't see another path. If you're decided, I want to do this, I want to go to law school, I want to become a lawyer, unless there is uh, a school that is of suitable prestige for whatever you want to do that isn't requiring it you're sort of stuck then that's just kind of part of the deal it's baked in
6: yeah it's 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 definitely difficult because also you know my fiance is listening in in the other room and we don't want to get it until we've pumped out at least four kids you know for the compound of course blonde um right yeah and you know that that makes it A a really heavy decision point, because on one hand, you know, how much do you want to neuter your earnings? But I I think it's this is, you know, one of the things that I think does keep me not blackpilled for the future is the fact that, you know, there there is going to increasingly be this very direct interfacing with um, the problems that we're having, that people are not just going to be able to take the, you know, duck and pretend it's not their option. You know, like when, when I, when I called him before and it was stuff like, you know, oh, political opinions at school and stuff, you know, you hear, you hear things like that. It's very easy. Just shut up, get the degree and you're fine. But now it's like, you literally can't even go. So hopefully, hopefully that will force people to really take action. Uh, Like we've been seeing at some of these local town halls.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get to that sort of pushback and maybe we will rebuild our own everything, including law schools and courtrooms. Um, But yeah, man, I, in in a, in a case like yours, you know, that everything is a a take give, everything is um, a push and pull. And if you're set on this career path, maybe that's the sort of, maybe that's the route you have to take. I don't know. I can't make that decision for you, but I would understand if you, I would understand if you, bent a little bit on principle to achieve the ends you're trying to to get
6: yeah i mean if if we don't have a next generation there's no point so you know that's that's obviously where i can agree but, with that
0: and that's a, yeah. i think that's a totally fair principle and that's the same way that if i was in a career right now where i had to provide for my wife and kid and they said you're going to take this or or you're gone and it's you know it's my stable income and it's how i provide for them i would also understand someone doing that i'd rather take it I'd rather me take it than my wife and kid be forced to take it or something like that.
6: Right, right. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for your time and for talking about it. And I just want to quickly tell everyone, I don't know why there are only 660 people in the Telegram. Get in there, guys. You know, (laughs) Facebook's not getting any friendlier for us. YouTube, same thing. Get in the Telegram. It's a lot of fun, and we will only bully you lightly.
0: That's true. There's, there's got to be some kind of hazing tonight. in there. I would imagine. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. All good right. luck.
6: Have a good night.
3: Can we engage in some light nepotism? Because I have a friend that's in the quiet room. Uh
0: sure. I, I've done it before. Yeah. If uh... okay,
3: it's Dave. Is oh, in sure. The quiet calling. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um.
3: This is Dave Riley.
0: Yeah. Sure. We'll give you a minute, Dave. Dave, there. Dave. He might not be there. We can let him hang out for a minute.
3: No, he just texted me like two seconds ago. All right. Like, please let me in. Or maybe the mic is having
0: an issue. Let's take a caller and then we'll see if we can get him after that. We'll leave him in the room. Okay. You know, on the vaccine issue, we had another, um, we had another appointment at the hospital today. Today was the first time they did not make any vaccine references or requests to my wife the whole time.
3: fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. That was, that was refreshing. Um, Josh and Jesus, see there?
3: Hey
0: there! Now I can't What's hear anybody. Do we I can't have, hear anybody? Do we have Discord problems? Let's, Let's try. bring in
3: another person. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring Let's in try... dangerous spaces
0: and see if. Uh, kosher squid, are you there? Yes. All Holy. Right. Shit. Let's go with that. What's on your mind, my good man?
13: Well, uh, it's first time caller. Uh, I'm calling in because I am a real live uh, criminal prosecutor.
2: Okay.
3: Really?
13: Yeah. And there's been a lot of discussion about the Chauvin trial and I feel like, uh, you know, nobody really is aware of how the whole thing works. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a lot of hot takes. And for once they actually like are directly in my field of expertise.
0: Okay. So what are your thoughts on the, on the trial or on the, uh, on the verdict or whatever, whatever direction you want to take it?
13: Well, the first thing I've, heard a lot that's been pushed around is like that there's this problem with the verdict only taking 10 hours is 10 hours like a supposed to be a short amount of time for a jury to reach a verdict
3: seems like a reasonable amount of time I mean how long did it normally take
0: the thing that the thing that's the issue with that for me too is they according to Brandon Mitchell so decide if you believe him or not but 20 minutes on a second degree felony murder charge that, that strikes me as pretty short
13: yeah well for me, I've I've only done three full trials all the way to a verdict, but I've had one that was 15 minutes in and out of the jury room, one that was about an hour, and one that was about three hours. With um,
0: with three charges of comple- of of a lot of complexity, though. I mean, not what...
13: necessarily, but if you figure that there's one complex charge and that takes three hours, and that seemed like a reasonable time for me, getting through three and ten hours also seems pretty reasonable. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you why, like. You know you hear how long they deliberate on the news but you don't hear all the boring stuff that they have to go through before that like the lawyers and the judge completely outside the jury have to go over together a whole list of instructions that basically break it down of you do this you do that you do the next thing like these are the things that you have to consider and these are the specific fact questions that you have to answer right so it's it's not like the jury is having to put the whole thing together including legal theories like the it's going to be all distilled into the most simple possible charge on specific factual issues that they've probably been thinking about for a couple of weeks at that point with how long the trial went.
0: Do you, and you're, you're confident this jury did that.
13: Well, we don't know for sure, obviously, they,
0: but you, but you don't consider that atypical is what I'm saying.
13: Yeah. I don't think the 10 hour verdict says anything about the, the fairness or unfairness of the trial. Um, yeah. But what's more concerning is all all this bit about the juror lying at at uh what well, we call it dire in texas <laughs> yeah but jury selection
3: as a real problem uh, nothing's gonna happen that's an even bigger problem
13: so i guess that that that's a, a good segue into the part about like what's the actual problem here because i feel like hmm. it's it's almost a distraction that people are always attacking like the process that That, you know, the jury selection process was wrong or that this little thing was wrong. I feel like the ultimate problem is just like the community that people live in, because your community is going to be where the jurors are picked from. That's where the prosecutor is picked from. So like I practice in a very red county um, in rural Texas, and we don't have these problems with jurors. We don't have these problems with prosecutors. And I feel like ultimately it's kind of like what Thomas Jefferson said is that you can only have a just and non-corrupt system when you have. A population that's actually willing right. to do all that. Right, right.
2: Yeah.
3: It is a reflection of the greater societal rot. I don't really know how we can fix this. But I'm happy that people can see it.
13: Well I think that the big thing is to move to a red county where you're not gonna have to deal with uh prosecutors who have been uh you know kind of pushed in by a, a certain billionaire that seems to be funding them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. He hasn't uh he hasn't given you a call yet, has he?
13: No, I mean, I'm in a very small county, very small jurisdiction. So I guess that the budget's just not there to uh, to be pushing. He's too busy putting people in L.A. and I guess putting Kamala Harris in the White House.
0: Sure. All right. Uh, Did did you have any closing thoughts on the trial or any other uh, legal topics?
13: Well, I would say that, um, you know, I've I've listened to Legal Man a bit. Mm -hmm. And his, his perspective is obviously and definitely to me one of a defense attorney. Which he, he'll tell you, of course, that he has been a defense attorney. But uh, I suspect that he's done a lot of his life's work in some awful, you know, 70% blue city with a, you know, a terrible Soros-backed DA, that kind of thing.
0: All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. And uh, all the best with uh, with your prosecutions.
13: Yeah, yeah. Next time we'll try and have like a more concrete question, but thank you. Yeah, sure. No, no, Appreciate that was the helpful. Thoughts. Thank you.
0: Thank you okay uh did dave have to take off do you know he's still in the waiting no his
3: room. he uh he can come back in his you mic want me to try it? yeah sure
2: okay what now up, he's dave? muted though
3: dave fix your mic boomer tech nonsense
2: <laughs> he
0: has such a sweet setup how is this not working i know
1: I, I do have a sweet set it's just not set up right now
0: oh there you go
3: <laughs> is your mouthful I'm
1: dinner yeah i mean <laughs>
3: All right. Nepotism. Let's let's oh, go. You, you oh, have two minutes. So good.
1: No, I mean, it's uh, sorry. I mean, I had to you know, have a nice glass of red wine in a steak to calm me down from watching Sean Hannity. Why did I watch Sean Hannity? That's a this good guy question. is going on about how we have got to do something and stand up for Israel right now. And he's like poking his finger. Joe Biden, you got to do something about this problem. You got to stand up for a greatest ally, Israel.
3: And oh my god, Dave, this is why you called in?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course it's why I called in. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to this guy and so Sean Hannity is going off, right, about how China and Russia are the ones uh, that are sending supplies to Hamas, right? Meanwhile, you can you can Google this and this is on um I'm trying to think uh, the the Council on Foreign Relation website, I do believe uh, backs up the fact that America makes Military technologies sells it to Israel and then they sell it to China. Well, if China's our enemy and Israel's our ally, why is Israel selling our weapons technologies to China? And then why is China sending it to Hamas? This whole thing doesn't make any sense if you listen to Sean Hannity. Boomer's brains have gotta be broken. <laughs> did didn't he talk about Caitlyn Jenner last week too? Uh, he did an-, an interview with Yeah. Well- Him. Oh, see, I'm even, this is how bad the propaganda is. I'm even calling him crazy. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Get out of here, (laughs) Dave. You're going to get us banned. Oh, I'm not going to get you banned. There's no way. This thing has blown wide open. And and really the the amount of coverage that I've seen uh, on the internet has just been like so, so lacking. Um. Uh, between what's happened in the Sheikh Jahar area in, in Israel with these right wing, by the way, right wing ultra nationalist groups that have been disturbing um, the, the Muslims over there. They are funded by the exact same people funding the ADL, Roberta Kaplan and the bail funds for Antifa here in America. It, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. In, in Israel, they fund the, the radical right and in America, they fund the radical left and no one's talking about it. Have you, and you said that uh, making my blood boil? Dave, yes, have you said I your have. I have. I have. All right. Go have. All right yeah. God bless you guys. Keep on
0: Enjoy the steak. Nice to hear from I you. I
1: will. Oh, and a nice <laughs> red chianti.
0: <Seven. laughs> wow. I, I, it's been, um, <laughs> as someone who understands very, uh, like, I'm a person who just understands and knows very little about the ongoing conflicts in the area and about uh, just the history and even about what's going on now. And and I've, I've been very I've been a very frustrated news consumer because it, it seems like everybody has a particular axe to grind or a particular side to take up the sword for in this scenario. And even like I can tune into one thing and I know I'm going to get the 100% pro-israel side and i can tune into another thing i'm going to get a 100 pro-palestinian side and it's i'm so exhausted like trying to find the truth or at least stitch together the truth based on the common facts and then i get frustrated and i think i don't care because this is about rocks that are on the other side of the globe and um
3: it's not I have, though i mean we're deeply entrenched in the region but should we be no right no we shouldn't but i yeah. mean but nobody's willing to have a serious conversation about foreign aid to israel
0: well i think i think that i think it has to be part of a serious conversation about foreign aid period and you talk about again i'll have to google his follow the money trail there i have no idea but money is fungible whether it goes to one particular country or fungible in that it it exchanges hands across country lines in that way too. You think you're funding this group in this place and it turns out money goes entirely uh, somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, but it's
3: gotta be pretty bad if you're making me side with Muslims though. And here we are.
0: Uh, even if it is, even if it is bad, I, uh, well, I'm less of a, like I, we, we talked about this before. Like, would you side with communists to achieve ends that you want to achieve? I would not, but you know, we did it before. We did it. We we did that famously once before, and uh, you decide if it worked out or not. Anyway, uh, Josh and Jesus. Yep, uh, you're up next if you're ready. Uh,
3: we we talked about this before. Like, would you say? ah
0: mute um, ah! that stream? Mute it. Yeah, you got to get that stream muted.
14: I'm sorry, I didn't expect you guys to pull me in. I was just told ahead we would have to wait a few more minutes that you were taking a break or something. Sorry about that.
0: No, um, no, uh, we just we took a friendly caller to blonde and <laughs> had a listen. That's all. Sorry about the wait there, but uh, we're happy to hear hear what you have to say.
14: Oh, no, that's okay. Um, so blonde, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of a hopes here. I'm going to hit you both, but blonde, you kind of needed a little bit more than Matt does. Um, okay. But this this uh, regards taking our country back and whatnot. Um, but before I get to that, Blonde, isn't it amazing that all these babies are able to send you super chats? I mean, baby I know, right? they sent you and so smart. And then Pettibone's baby did it, and she's not even out of the womb yet.
3: I know, <laughs> I
14: know. I'm thinking that maybe even Matt's, Matt's future kid might send a super chat tonight. I don't know. It might happen. I don't know. <laughs> we'll uh, see. Yeah, it's it could happen. But no, on, on some serious talk, though, you know, Blonde, I've heard you in both this show and on your own sort of channel talk about how the country has gone, Antifa, and the left have kind of taken over. But here's the thing, okay? The left, whether it's Antifa in the streets or whether it's, like, the the higher-ups, the people that really run stuff, they have one major weakness, and that's the fact that they are terrified of a fair fight. They don't want a fair fight at all. I mean, everybody's seen all these videos of, like, these Antifa guys, you know, beating on dudes when it's, like, five on one, ten against two, all that sort of stuff whenever the odds are even they run yeah you know um whenever an antifa guy has to deal with somebody that that's willing to stand up with them they either get their asses kicked or they run which means that
3: they're weak millennials
14: right and so if if the police stand down and let the average citizen handle their business with antifa we yeah. would crush them so fast so easily i mean every one of them would be scared to come out of their houses within like two months yeah if uh if the police would just stand down and let, let us handle our business and just kick the kick the shit out of these little losers i mean they But Antifa is not is
3: not the problem they're uh they're part of a they're a symptom of a much larger problem of course antifa could well, be defeated easily
14: yeah, but even the left—you're talking about like um, you're referring to the left that actually runs stuff, right? When you say yeah. that,
2: yeah.
14: But even they are scared of these fair, scared of a fair fight. Why do you think they're trying to shut down all these um, election audits in Arizona and and Georgia and everything else? They do not yeah, want agree. an equal playing field. And I feel like because they're so scared of an equal playing field, that level of cowardice will have to come back to bite them in the ass at some point. It's because not the problem.
3: Even the left, the the entrenched leftists that um, that have power, they're not even the problem. It's the willing populace that, that's going along with all of this, especially coronavirus regulations. That's what makes me the most blackpilled. Uh, elites are always going to try to control the population, but it's our job to resist. And people are not resisting like I thought we would see them resisting at this point, which is why I've basically given up. Hmm.
14: You don't think there's still enough of us out there to put up a good fight?
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are really complacent.
14: I don't know. People take more of a stand here in the Midwest. I mean, it, I mean, like I'm I'm in, I live in Ames, as you know, and it's yeah. a college town, as you know, and Antifa does not run rampant here. Like they do uh, in some other places they exist here. Cause it's a college town, but yeah. they know if they act up too much, these people will kind of stomp them out. Hmm. Um, and so, and that's like that all over the Midwest. Like, did, you, did you see that video of in Chicago? And they tried to go into Latino gang territories in Chicago and they tried to burn <laughs> a loot and they just got did stomped and all kind of stuff.
0: Sounds like something I oh, would enjoy videos. watching, though.
2: Yeah.
14: Oh, man, I'll send it to you. Uh, okay. Do you want me to send that to your email? Sure, I yeah, sent I'll it to Blond like three months ago. Blond, you didn't see that? Uh-uh. They tried to go into like... Okay, so I have friends that are members of the Spanish Cobras. or used to be. Uh-huh. Um, and they have... They, they tried to go into... These Antifa guys tried to go into a couple of Spanish cobras neighborhoods in Chicago and tried to start burning, uh, you know, burning and looting and doing whatever they do. And they just got stabbed out. People were like running, ramming their cars into their cars. Um, people were shooting at them. They were getting asking, they were getting dragged out of the, these Antifa guys were getting dragged out of their cars at stoplights and beaten half to death. I mean, it was nuts. They learned not to mess with Chicago. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was great. I I can't believe you guys didn't see that. But, yeah, yeah I'll send no, it send
0: again. send it my way. I'll definitely check it out. We'll we'll have to uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have look. to we gotta we gotta wrap this call up. But uh, quick final okay. thought, if you want it.
14: Yeah, just my quick final thought is the same thing I've been saying. That level of cowardice that the left has, that level of fear that they have of a fair fight, that's gonna have to come back to bite them in the ass at some point. Yeah. You can't be that chicken shit and, and win a war. Hmm. I just can't see it happening.
3: All right. Well you know, no, I mean, we're we're screwed on it on the international scale for sure. Hmm. Thank you, man. Yeah,
14: Appreciate well, that's it. A, a different story. All right, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night.
0: I uh, I lost track of time and we totally talked through a super chat break. So oh, that's Dave's but, fault. <laughs> I suppose. But um we could take a couple or we could just uh, we could I, I think we'll probably we have a pretty light question volume. Let's just probably, do it at the end. Yeah, thank you. Well, let's do that. Um, appreciate the chatter, patience, and we will back. We'll be back with you guys. Maybe we'll take a couple before we do the email questions, and then we'll take the rest at the end. Um, appreciate your patience if you're a chatter, and uh, we'll take calls till the bottom of the hour. Let's see what we got. Shade, Shade, you're good to go if you're ready.
9: Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah.
0: What's on your mind?
9: Um. So, have either of you? Looked into owning bees. Bees. Owning what? Bees, like beehives for honey.
3: Oh, bees! Uh, I I have no, but I think it would be awesome
9: if I were into it. Yeah, you have to look up this guy. His name is Dr. Leo Sharashkin. He has a bunch of videos. Like he doesn't do a whole lot of videos himself, but he shows up on this other channel doug and stacy anyway just look up dr leo and bees that's all you need you don't have to remember his last name he's dr. this russian leo guy who bees. promotes this like um yeah you, you'll see his, his name shows in the second uh <laughs>
0: he looks like a russian guy for sure yeah
9: and he talks like one too he's got a super <laughs> eastern european looks accent. looks like he's it's been, like the been guy eating is... nothing
0: but potatoes uh in the ural mountains <laughs> for a decade or something <laughs>
9: okay but this guy right he's like he's like a bee savant he's obsessed with these things yeah um and he's trying to bring this russian way of um of keeping bees of being an apiarist uh to america so like the way that we do things is with these these you've probably seen them before um somewhere uh but like they're they're these frames that are like maybe six inches deep and then like a foot wide yeah and apparently like the russians are like no that's totally wrong you want it to be like 18 inches deep, and then you know about like 12 to to 14 inches wide. And what that does Mm. is it resembles more of a hollow log shape. And the way that Americans do it is they use a lot of chemicals and pesticides, which you know, like ideologically, I'm not opposed to. But the Russian way of doing things is you just leave them fuck alone. Like you just let them sit and do their thing, and they make a bunch of honey. And if you give them the right conditions, what they'll do is they'll make more honey than they can eat for a winter. And then you take the honey either at the end of winter or like at the, at the end of winter or the beginning of spring. And that's how you kind of harvest um, your, the honey from them. And the thing that I like about it is, like, you know, you can say that it's great because it's organic and it doesn't use chemicals or pesticides. I don't really care about any of that. But the thing that I like about it is it's super hands off, right? Yeah. So you put, hmm. you put a, uh, a hive down and you literally spend, like, assuming you don't have to go out and catch another hive because the hive died or you, it's not your first time setting one up or building a hive, you spend about 10 hours. Like not even ten, like maybe like five to six hours a year on this hive, and it produces like a decent amount of honey. And to have another hive is really easy, like not really easy, but like it's just you, you can have like anywhere from like ten to thirty hives just in an area, and as long as there's enough um, pollinator, you know, uh, kind of plants that you can use for them to pollinate. The only kind of rule that you have to follow is you keep them a hundred yards from each other. So if you live in a rural area, um, which if you i mean I, I i don't yet i'm going to hopefully by the end of the year so that's like the first thing that i'm planning on doing because it seems like the lowest effort thing and these? it involves yeah bees for sure like it just seems so much easier than having to actually plant something and go I guess through I that i figured whole it
0: would be way more work i always figured they were wearing the suits for a reason like they had stuff to do or something
9: so you watch this guy open up his beehives
0: uh-huh. and he
9: gets this little thing of smoke and he literally, and I've, I've watched, I've consumed no less than like 20 to 40 hours of content on educational stuff about bees. <laughs> and a lot of other people will wear the full suit, but this guy will just walk up to the bees and they'll be like, they'll be on him, he'll swat them off or like they'll be on the frame and he'll lift the frame up with all the bees and be like, look at this frame. There's all these bees, this is great. And then he'll just like go over and he'll like slam the, the frame down and all the bees will flop on the ground. They'll make a bunch of noise, but then they'll leave him alone. Huh. So like, mm-hmm. apparently it is possible. To to mm. do this kind of thing without too much of an issue, and he's like the Russian it,
3: I, bee whisperer. It's,
9: it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, like he'll I'll talk about like when he's he's harvesting the honey from the frames. He will literally talk about the philosophy of you know just wondering about what the bee's life is like, going and collecting the pollen and turning it into the nectar. In his hmm. wonderful, well, hilarious we,
3: we all have a calling, I suppose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, the enlightening bee education here. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh get,
9: gotta get some bees.
0: Yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Have a good night, man. Appreciate
9: it. All right. Thanks guys. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Down skated up next.
3: Are you into ASMR?
0: No, not at all. Um, what did I do here? Uh, why?
3: Oh, I'm just, I'm really into this like ASMR thing of, of watching people get their pimples popped by old Asian ladies.
0: No, that No, no, I'm
3: so into it. And then they're just chatting in some foreign language. I don't understand. And it's just, it just centers and calms me like no, no ASMR.
0: Absolutely not. That would be, that would be, it's, it's interesting that you find comfort in that. Cause that sounds like torturous viewing material to me.
3: Oh yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. There are people that love like Dr. Pimple Popper has like no,
0: no. hundreds
3: of millions of views.
0: Downscated. <laughs> um, Eh, save eh. me from this conversation that I, I don't i don't want to hear anymore I'm,
8: I'm with matt on this one yeah. blonde you is like my right? mother in her worst possible way because my mother <laughs> watches that same stuff and it's just <laughs> oh my god oh my god um yeah all right matt here here's your happiness okay after a month of trucking i got out to your heaven i got out to Golden, colorado to pick up a load of course oh cool Oh, no, it was a pain in the butt. It ended up taking two days and a better part of nine hours to take but it only should have taken about like an hour. Why was that? Because, oh, well, because part of why I'm going to talk to you, because, well, you would think with 50 tractor trailer trucks lined up um, that you would have, you know, like a real good process to be Mm -hmm. able to inbound all the trucks. No, they had one security guard. They had one they security being guard because like it's the Coors all like just facility find. Or, oh yeah, okay, at the Coors facility, yeah, the Coors facility, but yeah, in Golden, Colorado. They have one security guard
0: because when they there, because they, they can't get anymore. Them?
2: Okay, <laughs>
8: yep. Hmm.
0: I, I, I and, would imagine that's one of those jobs that falls like right into this uh, kind of black hole where you. Where it's a decent income, but it's kind of right at that point where you're making a little bit more by staying on unemployment.
8: Oh, I mean, I would have made more money when I switched jobs and uh, quit my old job. I yeah. could have made more money just sitting at home. I I've mean, I the, could have sat here. I've oh, heard in man. a lot of
0: states the cutoff is like right around 32 grand or not the cutoff, but like the threshold at which you That's could a lot
8: of
3: money. You it is pretty comfortably. Yeah. It
8: is
0: like 32 grand yeah. is, a, is a pretty good salary.
3: Yeah,
8: I mean, like I could have taken that and you know sat at home. That would have been enough to pay my bills. I would have been able to live on savings just yeah. fine. Um, but I'm not a lazy son of a... Hmm.
0: Well, how would you? So. How would you find enjoyment in that life too? You know, it's it's tempting to say like, oh man, I wish I could stay home and uh, play Xbox, or I wish I could. You know, sit around well, and know, watch like, uh, watch Netflix all day or whatever. It's fun for a couple of days, and then you're like, "Well, you you don't ha- you lose all your pride and satisfaction in doing something productive and and having a point of pride in your yeah." In but your what work if you're
3: you're spending it like uh, doing personal betterment and reading and doing stuff like that, not being lazy? Then it would be awesome if you were the kind of person uh, that could be self educated and and really do that. Then is there a? I mean,
8: that, that maybe I just. Um, I, I mean, we're we're expecting this from Matt, the man that we literally had to have a list created for movies, so this way he can have <laughs> a basic understanding of some stuff here.
0: As you can tell, I don't stuff. enjoy sitting down and watching them. Although this week was much better,
8: yeah. Uh, I, I still think you need to go watch Mad Max: Fury Road on the biggest screen you can, with just the sound turned up to eleven. All right. Oh, but that movie is
3: that... so great! It's just a nonstop thrill ride. Oh, Isn't that the, the most the, recent the one? Is
8: that yeah, the, it's fantastic. Yes. The, the best way I ever watched that was right after it came out on DVD. I went to Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. They have a movie theater in there. We crammed, it's only supposed to seat 60 truckers, but we crammed about 120 in there. And we are just watching, they had that movie on repeat and we were watching it in there. And just when you hear 120 truckers just roar when they blow that air horn on that uh, war rig.
3: Oh, it's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll, you'll love that. I saw it in the theaters too. It was fantastic.
8: I saw it three times in theaters.
3: Yeah, I saw it a few times. It's so
0: years. bad that even I miss movie theaters at this point. I mean, I know yeah, they're really. open somewhere, but they're not open in my town. I can't go see a movie. I don't know how far I'd have to go to see a movie in a theater right now.
8: Um, I think there's one open. I think I've seen like a few open out on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other thing is, is that traveling across the country, like when I'm in rural Texas, masks are non-existent. Yeah. But then when you go into Dallas, next thing you know, it's like everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, like,
0: all so right well for thank Texas. you for the thoughts Great. and um uh is the gas is the gas stuff affecting you at all or are you clear of that
8: um well it is and it isn't we uh we've basically gotten um i don't really want to go into like the full upset for what's going on but they've yeah. basically told us that um diesel is becoming short mm. our fuel suppliers in regions have basically told us right now georgia south carolina north carolina southern virginia eastern uh, Tennessee uh, to get fuel before you enter that region. And then yeah. here's the really scary thing is, and I know this hasn't made the news, one of the major interstates in the U.S. has shut down because the bridge, one of the main bridge supports has cracked completely. It's the I-40 bridge in Memphis into Arkansas. Hmm. And there's only two bridges in Memphis. And, yeah, the other bridge is under construction right now. So your, uh, your stuff might be having a little bit of an issue. Hmm. hmm. And well, that thank, doesn't
0: even make the news. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that.
8: Yeah, look, give it a look up. I forty Memphis. The, the bridge basically is they can't even allow uh, traffic to go on the well, Mississippi River.
0: We need Joe Biden's infrastructure plan. To get it taken care of.
8: <sighs> oh, don't even get <laughs> me started on that one. All right, thank you, man. Racial and, equality uh, under the Highway
0: Act. We okay. needed. We need uh, R two Dindu to go down there <laughs> and seal that crack. That's what we need.
8: Oh, well, they won't even allow her on. They have to send her <laughs> All You
0: right, have a wonderful night. Thank you, man. You too. Yep.
2: Bye.
0: Uh, M. Bodum. M. Bodum, you there?
15: Hey. Can you guys hear me well? Yes, yeah. sir. Loud and clear. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, You know, this is my first time calling in the show. I've been following Blonde for a few years uh, and Matt, like, a few months. So, uh, you know, good job, guys. I well, really thanks. Well, thanks. And thanks okay. for calling. Um, if you can tell from my accent, I'm from Eastern Europe.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, are you, are you I, currently living there? You live somewhere
15: else? No, no, no. I live in the in New England. I live in Connecticut. So oh, cool. I oh, came. Okay. Yeah. I just want to give you like a couple of ideas. I don't want to take too much time. But um, sure. so I came to the States to do a PhD at an Ivy League and uh, in mathematics. Uh, mm. I was a professor for nine years in the system. Uh, so I know the system very well. Uh, and I quit academia a year ago, a year and a half ago. <laughs> Best move of my life. I couldn't take it anymore. It was it was just absolutely awful. Um, you know the the brainwashing and so on.
0: Hmm. But, you were pushed um, out of math because of that.
15: I wasn't pushed out. I just I just I just couldn't take it. You know, it was just yeah. too much. You know, like. But um, let I'll just give you some anecdotal stuff just to see how bad mathematics is in the U.S. How, what hmm. bad state it is in. So, this was my first shot coming here to the states. Um, <clears throat> basically, I would say the U.S. is about three, four years behind in terms of the school curriculum with with Eastern Europe, at least because really? I come from Eastern Ooh. Europe. Yeah. So know. when I was teaching third-year undergraduate classes, I was using my high school textbook for problems.
0: Uh, uh, in the U.S., you mean?
15: In the U.S., yeah, yeah. You know, I've only taught here in the U.S. Okay. I've, oh, okay. PhD. You never taught in PhD. Eastern Europe. Yeah, i I got my PhD in the States. Um, you gotcha. know, I did my undergrad in Germany. I, I, I got my PhD here and I taught here, and uh, it's the discrepancy is huge. I mean, I would say a person who does math in the U.S. has more, maybe a bit more knowledge than a high school graduate in a math high school in in Eastern Europe. Hmm. Um. A person who does a little bit of a master's in the in an undergrad in Europe, in Eastern Europe or maybe Germany too, France has more like knows more math than a graduate student in the first three years here. So as a result, when I got here, I was, uh, you know, obviously there were Americans doing the program and I went to an Ivy League, by the way, Um, and uh, we, we I was at a party at some point and the secretary uh, mentioned that the scores to accept Americans into the Ph.D. program were 60 percent versus the for foreigners, it was 90 percent for some tests we have to take. OK, sure. so to begin with, you know, the the students and obviously if you are minority or, you know, you even have lower you know acceptance criteria to get into a Ph.D. program. And as a result, surprise, surprise, all the foreigners will finish the PhD in four or five years, and the Americans would either drop or finish in seven or eight years. And obviously, you couldn't get a good job afterwards. Yeah. Anyway, so that's one anecdote. Another anecdote I can tell you, um, in this last department that I was in, it was a state school. Um, We had a black... professor and she was a math education professor and i swear to god and this is not a joke she got tenure or sorry she got full professorship after she wrote a coloring book
2: Ugh, god.
15: <laughs> well she wrote a coloring book inspired by hidden hidden uh, figures where on one page is some text about whatever you know black mathematician female mathematician in the us and on oh, the other that hand that was the math thing i see yeah and then yeah. and then they had to color you know the you know yeah. maybe it was she got okay and if i were to apply for that and i got promoted too i had to you know to publish in journals and all and so forth <laughs>
0: So this okay, was just a coloring book this, of this, this person in history who was black who contributed to mathematical study. That was the premise? Exactly. Okay. This is
3: embarrassing. Yes, I, We're such a joke. Right. <laughs>
15: right. And here's another, another, the worst thing possible, okay? Another worst, like another explanation why math is so bad here. Um, if you couldn't do a math major in the, in, at the UC University, you would then become a math education major. So you'd become a teacher. So literally the worst math majors became the future teachers in our country. Yeah, yeah. Country.
0: I've heard that before. Those who can't do teach, that kind of thing. I'm not, I am I hate to say that because I don't want to take a shot at teachers. I think no, it's... No, I, like, I mean, they're them, great but, teachers too. Don't, yeah.
15: don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I taught actually graduate classes to to high school teachers uh, in the state. And, you know, some of them were, de- were very decent and they were good. But yeah. All right. Another another uh, one thing uh, before I go. Um, this guy told me that he wants... He's thinking of Ivy League and so on. And he's worried about the vaccine obligation. At least my Ivy League, uh, they they know, they they said that they allowed religious exemption or uh, or um, like you get a doctor's note that you're allergic. So mm. and they even said in the email that they're expecting about seventy percent people to be vaccinated. So I, I think you can mm. you can find a way to not get vaccinated. Yeah, we had on a caller
0: last week because um, she was doing, she was trying to get into an undergrad or go back to her undergrad school and at least at that school which i don't know what school it was but the one she was going to you had to have like a religious official sign off on your religious objection yeah. it couldn't just be yeah. self stated or you had yeah. like you're saying yeah. you had to have Agreed. a physician and that's yeah. the difficulty is like who who am i going to find to you probably can find them
15: well, it's just i i mean i'm like i'm romanian and we have there's a lot of Romanians around here and you can find a Romanian doctor that's going to be willing to do that for you. The Romanians.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. I will have to, if we hear back from that caller, I'll, I'll tip him off about the Romanians. Yeah. Yeah. Find oh,
15: some and one...
3: gypsy doctor. <laughs> and, sign off and,
15: yeah. and one funny, funny thing about, uh, so my dad went to, to a, to a village around Romania, uh, around my hometown in Romania. And, yeah. um, uh, he saw people who were not wearing masks, no one gave a shit, you know, people, you yeah. know. And he was like, guys, aren't you afraid you're going to get fined by the police? Because, you know, in, technically in the cities, you get fined by police if you're not wearing masks. And they're like, Aww. he's my cousin, How is he's not going <laughs> to find me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you for the insight, man. It's a it's a bummer to All hear, right. but it's you know you want to know what's going on. I, and
15: maybe I, I'll I pick up wanna, the coloring
0: you know, book. Maybe I'll check it out.
15: Yeah, man. It's 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 crazy. Like it's I couldn't take it. I mean, I resisted for ten years, and I said I'm out. You know, it's like, a good run. You know, yeah. So All right. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You guys are awesome. Oh well, thank you. And, and, thank work. you. You and too. Thank
0: you for fighting the good fight, and thanks for calling in. All right. Appreciate. it. Okay, we've got time for maybe one or two more. Batman's up next, though, and I always got to hear that sweet Batman voice. Ah, uh, I was just uh, talking to Dangerous Spaces and telling him
16: how um, he never finishes a conversation on Wednesday nights. And this is a wonderful um, example of that.
0: Hi, how are you? Hey, <laughs> how are you? Doing well. What? What? I, I, what uh, do you mean he doesn't finish a conversation? Oh, because he, oh, I see, he, because we have to just grab yeah. people yeah that's right yeah the conversations so, uh, i don't hear yeah that, that's
16: correct yeah. yeah so he's gonna um he's gonna be um dealing with um dealing with the fact that i just left him on a huge cliffhanger but anyway
0: <laughs> well he can message you he'll find you uh, i'm sure
16: he will yeah <laughs> so two weeks in a row wow yeah that's um, a good run i have yeah not bad I have a giant black pill for you, and I'm sure okay. you don't want it. But um, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, deviate from my usual um, my usual stick tonight and okay. go down sort of a historical route. Somebody mentioned earlier, blonde, uh, your um, uh, your interview with Edward Dutton, which mm-hmm. I've listened to like seven or eight times now. It was brilliant. absolutely wonderful and i loved it
3: that's awesome
16: um and i will um i would like to add to that if uh if i may so one of the things that he said was that um you know you look at our culture now and you see the end of rome in it right yeah i'm gonna add to that um I liked the fact that he said that he was sort of an optimist, and um he 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 looks at you know history and the way that it sort of repeats itself or or that was what he implied um and the fall of Rome is most certainly something that um we can look to when it comes to our own you know um our own culture, our own culture, our own history, um, and predicting the way that things will go. Uh, I believe it was in 1926 when historian Will Durant wrote this. The empire of Darius lasted hardly a century. The moral, as well as the physical backbone, of Persia was broken by marathon, and Salamis, and Plataea. The emperors exchanged Mars for Venus, and the nation descended into corruption and apathy. The decline of Persia anticipated almost in detail the decline of Rome. Immorality and degeneration amongst the people accompanied violence and negligence on the throne. The Persians, like the Medes before them, moved from stoicism to epicureanism in a few generations eating became the principal occupation of the aristocracy these men who had once made it a rule to eat but once a day now interpreted the rule to allow them one meal prolonged from noon to night they stocked their larders with a thousand delicacies and they often served entire animals to their guests they stuffed themselves with rich, rare meats and spent their genius on new sauces and desserts. A corrupt and corrupting multitude of menials filled the houses of the wealthy, while drunkenness became the common vice of every class. Cyrus and Darius created Persia. Xerxes inherited it. And his successors destroyed it.
2: Hmm. Duh.
3: Dark and I true. Did
16: say, I did say that I brought a giant black pill didn't yeah. I?
0: <laughs> yeah. Some parallels, I would say.
16: Uh, more than a few.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we'll have uh, to... Uh, we look at the number
16: of people who drink today. We look at the, uh, the way that we live, how people eat, how everybody says Americans are fat.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bleak forecast for sure. <laughs> we, we, I'll I have mean, to, you look at Rome and it's awful similar, don't you think? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, thank I you for the insight, man. I appreciate it. it. Base Batman.
0: We'll catch you next time. <laughs> See all
2: you, right. dude.
0: See alright you All right. Y'all take care. You as well. Okay. Emperor Care Bear is going to get last word and then we'll move into the uh, questions and the super chats. Uh, care Bear, you there? Hello, uh, sir.
17: Hey, right, ma'am.
0: Oh, um, you're breaking up a little bit. I think we got you though. Yeah.
17: I'm sorry. I yeah, can you hear oh, you yeah.
0: better. Yep, now you're good.
17: Okay. Uh well um I have two possible questions. Uh, one is about um criminalizing porn, hmm. and the other is uh about personhood.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh I I probably lean toward personhood. Um Okay.
17: I'm fine with that. Yeah. So I was uh I just wanted to know uh uh, when do you guys think, uh, like, what constitutes personhood, and uh, when does personhood begin?
2: Hmm. You want to
3: go first. Conception, I would say. T-
0: to me, it's hard to say the exact particular moment. But if you have a genetically distinct human being, um, to me, that constitutes a unique and complete person. So that—that's what I go with. I know I recognize that's not a moment in time but i think that um my prior perspective and i think the common public perspective of we can just put an arbitrary line at say 20 weeks or something like that and say that's a person now that doesn't make a lot of sense to me so uh genetically distinct human life form is, is what i go with all right
17: uh yeah, cool i was just wondering
0: do you have any do you have any thoughts on it
17: oh uh, um uh, yeah. Um, so I, I, I take my definition, um, of personhood from, uh, uh, this, there's a long time ago, uh, this medieval philosopher, uh, named Boethius.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh,
17: he said an individual, I mean, he said a person was an individual substance of, of a rational nature. And so I just, uh, I when I go off of that, I say, I say it's, a uh, a person is anything that has a natural, like a, a, has a a nature of rationality so like even if they don't don't, they're not able to rationalize anything still persons because it's in their nature
0: okay that was going to be my question like there are i think there are humans that are not necessarily capable of rationalizing or rational thought but are still human beings nonetheless but that's not what you're saying you're saying that well, well, I, uh, I don't yes, want to put sir, words in your the, mouth, but l- l- what would you say about a person in a coma or something? Is that is that a person?
17: Uh, yes, sir. They have. I think okay. the technical term is so you have primary capacity and you have a uh, secondary capacity. I think mm-hmm. is the the philosophizing term or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they they don't have the um, primary function of uh, uh, rational rationalization, mm-hmm. but they have the secondary. So they will be they will they, like the secondary is like the capacity to have the capacity to rationalize. Okay. To have. Okay. They're, I guess dead. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I, th- these are important things to think about and they're important definitions that have to be thought about and things that I've come to terms with over the last couple of years of my life, because I realize that if I believe in a world where there's objective morality, where there's objective truth of any sort, these things have to be defined objectively outside of me. They can't be just things. I, it's not just me assigning a arbitrary label to something to say that's when this has moral value or that's when this is um, uniquely defined because I say so because I view the world in this way. There's got to be some object some objectivity uh, to it. So it, it sounds like we're somewhere in a similar place in terms of, of defining what a human being, what a life is. Nicer. No, yes, All right. Did you have any more thoughts on it or uh, just curious about what that line is for us?
17: Oh, um, I like the line where it becomes a person or
0: oh, just curious what, yeah. what, um, yeah, just curious if you were go if you had any direction you wanted to take that, or if you're just curious about our own definitions.
17: Oh, um, well, I probably, be the only uh the only issue that you kinda have with personhood is mm-hmm. uh the twinning process yeah. um but normally I would say it starts at conception and but science can't really determine what happens like if it's a person and then that person dies and it becomes two persons or or if one person simply comes off from another person hmm. but but generally i i i think it's uh i think it's conception and uh
0: yeah. Yeah, and the only the only gotcha I ever hear on that is, well, that's not a specific moment in time. That's not a specific exact split second. It's like, well, yeah, I guess hardly anything is in life. And it, it, the point is, the point is if we can get closer to uh, a culture that acknowledges that, something closer to that particular process or that particular point in a life's um, uh, creation, as opposed to like life begins at 20 weeks because I say it does, or life begins here because I say it does, I think we'd be in a lot pl- better place as a society. So, uh, yes, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, appreciate I appreciate the thoughts. Last word if you want it.
17: Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I also sent an email, so I just wanted to make sure you guys uh, skipped over that.
0: Oh, sure. Like a, a question for tonight. Oh okay. Yes,
17: I, yeah. I didn't want to get uh, I didn't want to get double Jeopardy or whatever.
0: Yeah, sure. You can't you can't call and ask a question. That's cheating. Was it the same question or was it something <laughs> else?
17: Uh, I think it had to do with porn. I just uh, I just want to oh, uh, get all my all my uh.
0: Oh sure. If it's or, a different question, that we that could works. answer, or we could save it for next week if you want.
17: Uh, if if I don't remember what I did.
0: Okay. Tell you tell you what, we will skip over the porn question for tonight. And if you want to ask it next week, just send it to us again.
17: All right. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Uh love you. Love you guys. No homo. (laughs)
0: Love you too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Extra homo. Okay. Um we have made chatters wait for quite some time. We have about a dozen plus or minus a couple questions to get through. Should we take some chats? Um, oh, we've
3: got more than a dozen questions
0: I, th- I, th- I was looked Nine. like I counted them up at like 14 something like that oh, let me take just a couple chats um, Phil says the black pill interview was great the part where he was talking um, where he was talking about the death of our nation really hit hard I'm not uh, at the laughing stage yet myself though well is clown pill get there is clown pill past black pill or is it before
3: I think it's past black pill.
0: Okay, clown pill sounds nicer than black pill. Maybe I'll get there. Phil says nothing excites boomers like sending <laughs> sending their daughters off to die for uh, die in the desert for our greatest ally. Well, <laughs> I, I'm definitely worried that I'm definitely worried that what's going on is going to cause uh, increased U.S. involvement in the region, either militarily or through uh, monetarily. You know, I just. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in trying to be a referee or a participant in this particular conflict. But interesting. Yeah, Can, it's,
3: uh, how do we uh, avoid being a participant?
0: How do how do we how do we? What do you mean? The United States or like us as individual citizens?
3: I mean, our tax dollars are definitely going to be going to be used for for funding some of this, right? No,
0: hundred percent. They 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 already are. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you avoid it? Well, uh, you're not you're probably not going to avoid it with honestly, the the government that's currently in place. That's probably something they could all come together on. Let's get involved in some Middle Eastern warfare. They'll probably yeah. all come together very nicely on that. Um, I don't so I don't think you do without either electing a new government or uh, I don't know. Stop paying your taxes. That's the other option.
3: I think about that all, and I pray on it, too, because I, it's possible that we all die and those of us that are blessed enough to go to heaven that, that God is like, you know, you allowed your tax dollars to to fund the slaughter of all these people and uh, abortions.
0: So uh, go hang out with Satan. We'll see you later.
3: I mean, should maybe we should just refuse to pay taxes at some point.
0: There's an argument that, well, there's an argument that it is moral not to pay your taxes. That's not just an argument. That's. I think that's perfectly sane. I think that I think that income taxation is um, basically an immoral thing in the first place, particularly if it's being used for immoral uses. Um, Yeah, but I
3: I don't consent to this. I I don't I don't morally consent to the the vast majority of things my tax dollars are used for.
0: uh i'm we'll see if this i'm sure this is going to come up a little bit more so we'll get back to it mike dewine shit-eating grin says dewine just incentivized ohioans to get the shot by announcing on may 26th there will be a lottery once a week for five weeks if you get at least one shot you're eligible Prize is one million dollars in taxpayer money we are so fucked as a state someone sent me i gotta check my email because someone sent me this tweet and a screenshot and i thought no way! It's got to be fake. They're not doing a one million dollar giveaway for getting vaccinated in Ohio, but apparently they are. Oh. Um, D Live Deus Ex, um Machinima Prime or Machinima Prime, thanks for supporting the show. And then over on uh, over on Trolo atrovo uh, Trovo, Mike Hawk four twenty Blazin gifting subs and uh, casting a spell appreciate that okay so that clears us out except for youtube do you want to take a couple there should we just uh circle um, back
2: let, let's just circle back
0: okay we will come um, back to youtube appreciate your patience once again guys and as far as uh, our email questions here, here oh this reminds me um of course if you want to send us an email question as i mentioned contact page of the website matt contact there's a call-in show question form where you can submit your questions we'll answer them each week as we will right now but dangerous spaces are screener. Wanted to do a uh, an email question this week, but he renewed the old tradition of sending us a uh, an audio of a spoken question uh, unlisted on YouTube. So if you want if you would prefer to actually speak your question, you can upload it unlisted to YouTube. Send us the link through the same contact form and we will play your question uh, vocalized by you and respond to it. Let's uh, let's hear what Dangerous Spaces has to say. At least uh, you're in the video share, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. If it'll queue up. G'day,
18: guys. Hope there you're we doing go. well. So the Democrats are constantly saying that Black people don't have ID. Now, in America, you need ID to do all sorts of things like rent a car or a house, uh, get any sort of unemployment benefits, welfare, social security, food stamps, etc., open a bank account, and a whole heap more. Now, let's, for argument's sake, accept the premise that a lot of black people don't have some form of identification. That would mean there's a whole bunch of activities that black people can't participate in because it requires having some form of ID, such as the examples I just gave now something democrats say is let's have voting without id so black people can vote as well what democrats don't say is let's make sure every black person has an id so they can participate in every aspect of life that requires one they're blatantly saying we don't care about all the limitations that may be placed upon your life if you don't have some form of id we don't care about eliminating those limitations we just care about what you can give us every time you visit a ballot box what, if anything, do you think can be done to make black people see how Democrat policies like that do absolutely nothing to help them and that they're just being used for votes?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I don't think they care very much.
0: Well, he he is, he is right at diagnosing the issue. I mean, it's no surprise that uh, this is not, in fact, about voting access or anything like that. Because, yeah, the answer would be, well, we have a lot of people... And, incapable or having major difficulty getting id i think if that was a real issue most people and this it would be a state's issue but federal government could offer supports support to states to getting ids i think most people would be comfortable with making uh, an easier process if it in fact was very very difficult which it's not
3: yeah it's not. <laughs> there's not a lot of great opposition. It it's not very hard, yeah.
0: I don't know a lot of major opposition from people saying like no we should make id extremely difficult to get or something like that. Um okay, but as far as this question of like how do you how do you open the eyes of um the black voting base that is largely uh devoted to democrats? Well, you you spell it out the way that you did. You have to have that kind of conversation and say think about the implications of what they're telling you right here. Uh, They're telling you that you are incapable of basic tasks and also that they don't care if their logic uh, holds that you are um, closed off to a whole bunch of basic features and services of society. But you know, the, 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 this is the sort of conversation that much like the wage gap kind of baffles me that it still exists. And you have to get over that frustration of how are we still having this conversation? And, you have to have it with that one person the next time and the person after that. And the person after that.
2: So So,
3: perseverance is your answer.
0: Yeah. Do you, but I, I I take it that your answer would probably be something else. Like this is stupid. Let's, (laughs) let's just abandon ship and not bother.
3: I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I got, I got some bad stuff to say about this. I mean, what we've seen from the black community is that they don't care if they know they're being indoctrinated. I mean, Hmm. so why don't we use that susceptibility to indoctrination to propagandize them?
0: (laughs) Who are you going to hire to do this?
3: Like, I couldn't find somebody. People are already doing it.
0: Okay, so we have to buy off the rappers to tell them.
3: (laughs) I think Kanye West was a good start.
0: Well, I don't but I don't think Kanye was propagandizing. I think Kanye was was very sincere. That's I why know. I liked him so much. I, at least I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on his music. I don't really care. But as far as Kanye, the political speaker, I really enjoyed that episode.
3: OK, propaganda or not, it's still effective. We just yeah, need to get I, well, like Lil Wayne and Nicki Minaj and The Weeknd. <laughs> not after forward. that
0: Super Bowl performance. Fuck that guy.
3: Was it terrible?
0: It was kind of bad. I don't Because I
3: love The Weeknd and I won't watch it.
0: No, I think. Well, I do agree that it's that um, for better or worse. I think that that black messengers to the black community are more effective. I think that's just true. Um yeah. The only thing I would say is I don't want to. I don't want to like hire people to go against what they believe to tell people that. I think you have to. You have to have people who authentically believe what they're saying, and I think Kanye was one of them. I, I don't. I don't want to deceive, but. I don't know that you're saying deceive either. These things are true. It's just you need a proper messenger.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, deceive away. De- de- we'll, we'll, deception for hire. That's you the and your
3: your obsession with consent. Just, <laughs> everybody's got to consent to everything. You know, well, if, you, if you're dumb enough to be propagandized, then isn't consent implicit?
0: Well, and the black voter has been duped by the Democratic Party for how many decades on end? A little counter duping can't be that bad at least i'm not as bad as they are
3: i know if dave is right and it's actually jews propagandizing them then we need to get public <laughs> muslims on. get Stop. some muslims oh
0: dave's gonna get us banned <laughs> he's the one yeah okay
3: no I'm, I'm i'm telling you the truth that we need to get some muslims uh-huh. to propagandize black people and then and then we're good then balance in the universe
0: we need to funnel the money through china
2: <laughs> and- <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> we've we've solved it. We've clearly <laughs> solved it. Okay, thank you Dangerous Spaces. Reminder if you would like to contribute a uh audio question like that, you can upload it on Listed to YouTube. We'll play and respond to it. Um Desperate through the email inbox says, "Question for religious reasons, we can only use IUI to overcome fertility issues." That is uh in what is that? In vitro IUI
3: or? is um intrauterine injection so they like squirt the sperm into the, the old bed.
0: turkey basting
3: the old turkey basting. okay
0: after saving money and then waiting for the process to play out and then accepting donor sperm uh, would need to be used we were informed that since the sperm is in short supply and chances are low on my side the doctor would only help with ivf that that would be in vitro right do you feel comfortable asking the community if someone would even consider helping making a donation, so that an already obtained, uh, already obtained what? I, I don't. There was a missing word there. Already obtained something can immediately be
2: used.
3: I don't know how I feel about this ethically.
0: This is probably a conversation that we would have to. I I, I don't know that we can even do it on air. Yeah. I, I I've put zero thought to whether I to the morality of this sort of thing. I just don't know. Um, So that's a question that, to me, I would have to answer before even putting it out there for someone to consider the request. Um, But I tell you what, Desperate, if you send me an email um, with maybe a little more explanation what exactly you're doing and what exactly you're asking for, um, I can put some some thought to it and perhaps we can figure something out. I just – I haven't answered these questions for myself.
3: Yes. Yeah, I don't know – I'm not morally opposed to this, but I don't know how I feel
2: about it. Hmm. You know?
0: All right. We will, we'll have to uh, punt on this for now, but we will take your, send me an email and perhaps we can talk a little bit off air uh, about what's, uh, oh, oh, he also says I, there's part of it. Sorry. There's more to the question. He says, this is likely the last chance for a child urgency beyond the obstacle of being denied access to current supplies. Ah, uh, one company has offices in the states and even in Canada. Okay, so s- send me an email. And let's uh, let's chat about it. I wonder why is did they did people have to stop donating because of Rona? Is yeah. that <laughs> okay? All right, Socrates is up next.
3: Um. Oh, sorry, I'm in the wrong spot. Socrates says, "And is an action immoral or moral because God wills it so, or does God will it so?" because it is moral or immoral. Oh, my brain. Okay. Is hmm. an action moral or immoral because God wills it? Or does God will it because it is immoral or moral? So I guess he's asking about the about predeterminism, right?
0: Well, I think there are different ways to is an action moral or immoral because God wills it? To me morality is defined um, by its accordance with with human purpose right which is sort of um, what I guess could be interpreted as God's will but what does God's will mean? is God's will something that pleases God is God's will something that he's literally pulling the puppet strings? I would need more elaboration here. Um, to me, I guess what I I'm still saying is—I understand
3: this question. To
0: me, morality—the concept of immorality, the very premise of morality—depends on free will. You have to have the ability to choose moral or immoral behavior for those things even to exist. If you have no choice in the matter, then how could you possibly be immoral? If you were right. destined or predetermined to make that uh, decision, then it's not truly immoral because you had no part in it. It wasn't mm-hmm. of your choosing. So, mm-hmm. I'd I, yeah, I'd have to know a little bit more. Um, I don't necessarily, well, and you're asking, I, this is sort of a religious, uh, I don't, uh, religious, uh, religious scholarship question that's probably a little bit outside my uh, wheelhouse. But assuming that God's will is something, uh, something closely aligned with human purpose, then, then I would say, yeah, human purpose okay. is.
3: This brings me back to the IVF thing. Cause, um, I'm, I'm always wrestling with the morality of IVF because I know some people that have had children that way couldn't have children any other way and it's enriched their lives. And, and I wonder if I would do it. Um, but I hear a lot of people say, you know, you're, you're playing God. And I also mm-hmm. understand, I also understand that. Mm. Uh, but if all of our actions are predetermined, then can we ever truly play God?
2: Uh,
0: no, presumably they're determined according to some sort of plan.
3: I know, so they can't really
0: be predetermined based on chaos,
3: right? So I'm kind of in a moral quagmire with the IVF thing. Hmm. I all think right. if it, I were in that situation, I probably would do it, but only if I was using my husband's sperm. Hmm. If we haven't
0: got, if we haven't uh, answered your question, Socrates, uh, feel free to Which elaborate we a little. Totally
3: bit. Totally didn't. I didn't answer that at all. Uh, Charlie, Charlie says
0: aren't religious exemptions for mandatory vaccines unconstitutional and unethical? Surely you don't get special rights based on your religion or lose rights if you aren't religious. Also, if the science makes it necessary to mandate vaccination, what's the difference? But does, uh, does being religious make Um, it's probably not the argument that I would make. You're right. That is to say, do I care? Because the question is, do you have a right to your own uh, bodily autonomy? and not to be forcibly injected with a substance that you don't consent to being injected with. And I would say that you do. Um, and, and that you have that right, regardless of what your religious beliefs or political beliefs or any beliefs might be. So I agree that saying religious, religious beliefs entitles you or re- religious belief entitles you to some sort of exemption is a, a somewhat of a special treatment that, um, is, is kind of a bastardization of a right That is already yours I, I agree with that Premise um, But To me uh, And I, I know well to me What's unconstitutional would be the Mandatory injection Itself um, As far as is it unconstitutional It's weird because what you're saying is Is respecting a religious Objection to a government mandate Unconstitutional well the government mandate i think is what's actually unconstitutional not the religious objection not the government honoring a religious objection to it i think that uh, the government honoring religious objection is actually squarely constitutional right it's just in a weird way because in this case you're saying government honoring that religious objection means that someone else has something forced upon them against their will but that's that's really what i would question constitutionally is that is that exercise of force not recognizing someone else's choice and autonomy
3: it is an exercise in force also if the science makes it necessary to mandate vaccination what difference does being religious make i think you answer that sufficiently
0: well that and that's yeah he's saying if if the science is so correct that it invalidates the individual's right to consent then what difference does it make what difference does the basis on which you consent or not consent make? Because the consent has been erased by the scientific uh, proof, the scientific consensus, the overwhelming scientific support. So, yeah, it shouldn't make a difference. Your right to consent is not based on why. It's not based on your reasoning. It's, it's based on a right to your own person, uh, your own self, and, and not to be stabbed and injected with a chemical that you don't consent to. You can you you can not take the vaccine because you think it's nothing but uh, Bigfoot piss. If you want, you have the right to refuse regardless of why.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jake Riley. I've actually never heard this this terminology before. I had to look it up and now I feel like an idiot. Hey, Matt and Blonde, who's worse for liberty in our current political crime climate, <laughs> neocons or fuds?
0: Ooh. Uh, so you had um, to look up fuds, I assume.
3: I was like, what? I mean, it obviously makes sense. Did you get
0: the proper definition?
4: A lot
3: of people might not know. Uh, FUD is a derogatory name for a gun owner who supports traditional hunting guns, but favors gun control for other guns, such as handguns or tactical rifles. And then another term is a bumbling and ill educated person. Uh, I think probably neocons. Because the ne- of the Middle Eastern involvement and then the, the massive cost of foreign wars. The two, 2A is incredibly important, but that is still somewhat niche, I guess.
0: Is it and though? The neocon I don't know. I is mean, more sprawling. The neocon creates the circumstances by which the 2A becomes very necessary. That's true. So yeah. they're kind of uh, two sides of the same coin, potentially. It's
3: actually a really good Although
0: question. The one is... um. One, I think, is more inclined to rob your wallet. The other is more inclined to rob your gun safe. And to me, um, the gun safe is really the last tool and defense of liberty that you have. If that is taken away from you, really, the others are much flimsier dominoes to tip. So Mm. I would say I would say the FUDs. I know that's that seems kind of weird gut reaction. But I just, I Interesting. think, I think stripping you of your right to defend yourself effectively is the is the way that you take out every other right that you have.
3: Okay, okay, that's a, that's a good answer. I don't disagree with you, but hmm. uh, this is Tin Man, Matt. This is a long question i don't know how i let this buy i'm oh, confused it's about by to your toe that's why <laughs> by your research oh that is why yeah, yeah that buying and by extension selling a toe is unethical do i not own my own toes can i not yeah. ethically sell one to blonde if i wish if i do not own them who does yeah does the state own my body parts can it sell them can it use force to stop me from selling them if my sister needs a kitty can i give her one is that ethical she needs cancer treatment and i sell my kitty to pay for that that somehow less ethical please square this circle so we can move on and discuss the theft of my foreskin
0: okay so this was this is many an area, reasons i let this go yeah this is an area that c.s lewis was actually really helpful for me uh and thinking about the different boxes of morality which the reason i i went into c.s lewis and mere christianity was trying to connect concepts of natural law and broad concepts of god to the specific story and teachings of jesus christ which it didn't quite get me there but but the boxes of morality i I thought were really interesting because i used to conceptualize morality much the same way that that first question asks don't i own my own toes right i think yes but the the way that c.s lewis put it was everybody thinks that they're the owner of their own body like they're like you're the owner of your own home right and i can do whatever i want in my own home if i want to smash out that wall i can but what if, and this is, I'm not saying this is hundred uh, percent the case. I just think it's something to think about. What if in fact you are a renter in the home and it is God himself or whoever put purpose and existence into human beings that is in fact the owner of the home. The, these, these, that metaphor to me is very um, important to think about because it, I thought about it in the concept or in the context of suicide, like is suicide immoral and, and I think I would say, and I would have said beforehand, probably yeah, but that was more of a a gut level thing. Even though you own your own body and you should have the right to terminate your life and, and do whatever you want to your own body, your own toes, kill yourself if you want. But why would it be immoral if you own your own body? Well, the answer would be because that body was put into this earth with a purpose and a path to take and things to achieve. There's purpose beyond just your body itself that gives it greater moral value.
3: Yeah, well, then she shouldn't have become a diabetic and have to get her toes sliced (laughs) off. It
0: was immoral for her to do that, yeah. So so, I'm just
3: meeting her immorality with my own immorality.
0: Now, to answer the question about why, okay, so can I sell my kidney? I think there's a moral distinction between, say, donating your kidney to save your sister versus, like, selling your kidney to be eaten on the Chinese, to be eaten at the Chinese wet market or something like that. What and about it, it,
3: selling your kidney so that a strange woman can keep it in a jar? In right. Oddities room.
0: And I think the question is, again, does it, is it being put toward a purpose that serves, um, human survival, human purpose, human flourishing, all of that stuff. If someone desperately needed a replacement, big toe, um, to me, that would be different than just buying it, to put it in a jar to keep on your it's shelf. It's for scientific, like
3: not aesthetic purposes. Well, I okay. mean, what about people right. donating their bodies, uh, to, to science, to anatomy classes and things like that? hundred for... percent. I,
0: I would do that. But the question is, did you end your own life? Did you kill yourself to do that? Or did you just die a natural death?
3: Yeah, but she didn't even die. The toe just came off her body and she's probably still alive.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess if the argument is that it, it would have just been put down the, uh, the garbage disposal, or tossed in the have. trash, or something.
3: It'll be my prized possession.
0: I suppose the the one thing that I can say to make me a little more comfortable with it is, if it was severed for medical purposes, it was not severed for the purpose of sale. This is mere. This is incidental. Um, I'm a
3: hundred percent s- sure. Also, it was a white lady, so you know it's not some weird Chinese toe that they got from some <laughs> prisoner. And it's gangrenous. So if she she didn't have it amputated, it would have killed her.
0: Yeah. I'm still going to I'm still going to err on the side of not selling body parts for recreational purposes. But that's just me. Um,
3: But isn't this toe an exception?
0: I well, the other side of it is I just think that's fucking weird. I don't want it on my shelf, but you do you, you know, you can.
3: I think I think (laughs) I'm going to buy it. I'm going to decide tonight to buy. it. I'm going to call her tomorrow and it's going to be gone.
0: Well, we're so deep into this bit that it's almost like you have to now, even though I have, you know, just put it in your background on every stream, I guess. Um, no, but thank you for the question and the, the serious parts of it. Like I said, um, that, uh, that, those moral questions were great to think about last summer when when people were getting me to CS Lewis and I, I felt like it clarified a lot of things to me. So um, I appreciate questions of that theme. Michael Sh- select properly spelled with something like 20 s's the uh the state of wisconsin funds its schools largely through local property taxes what are your thoughts about instilling a flat property tax across the state and making a schooling fund where every student no matter where they live uh, is allocated an equal amount of funding my theory is that this would help the less successful schools become more successful as the lack of funding is causing good teachers to flee for greener pastures
3: oh i need to think about this
0: in general, I would always favor, to the extent that you want to have a public schooling system, which maybe we want to have that debate. Maybe we just shouldn't. Um, but if, you, if you're if you going to go that route, the state wants to do this. In general, I'd be much more in favor of money following the student than money just automatically going to the school. Money following the student creates choice, and I I would be in favor of that.
3: If you do this on a state level, though, then in Coeur d'Alene, my tax dollars would be paying for some... Boise, inner city. Is there an inner city in Boise?
0: There is now, I'm sure. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> inner city schools, which I don't like the sound of that.
0: Well, I, I don't know. But on the other side of it.
2: Well, hmm.
0: I was going to. Hmm, no, I don't like that argument. I'm going to back off it. But. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, you know, no. Uh, in general, in, in general, in general, I like this idea over the status quo. Let me put it that way. I think it's better than the status quo. But I, is it ideal?
3: Okay. No. Mm.
0: Don't let the good be the uh, enemy of the perfect. Or That's did I say that backward? I don't know.
3: Perfect be the enemy. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bobby Collins, for Matt, one of my favorite parts of the show is when you attempt to repeat the ghost pepper. L- level spicy shoot super chats to a watered down Texas beat yeah, yeah it is really good if you ever get two strikes on the channel would you consider going out in a blazing blaze of glory completely uncensored? um
2: mm,
0: probably not on that front and I say that with all due respect to the uh, chatters who are really trying to to make it happen I, if I'm gonna be taken down I, I really do want it to be for something that I have said myself and believe that's not uh, a shot at those chatters in any way. It's just that that, that just see, I don't want to be taken down for words that someone else put in my mouth. And that's kind of a lame way to go out, you know? Um, so I, I, no, that's, that's probably not the way I would want to go. I would want to go on saying something that I personally phrased and believe sincerely.
3: Okay. Uh, for blonde, I went over to the daily stormer the other day and just to see what came up uh, I came across an article titled Tucker Carlson is a ride or die n word soft A
2: hmm.
3: um I didn't read the entire article, but the author had some fair points. He, the author brought up the point of Republicans using Democrat race tactics. Do you think such a you know the answer to this do you think such a fire with fire strategy has any benefit in the culture war? um yeah, I think it's gonna have a few benefits in the culture war. they'll start respecting our strength and we have to be morally nimble how's that for a euphemism for evil <laughs> i like that one um, we do i mean this this whole thing of we will die with our principles yep but you're dead so uh we're gonna have to
0: there are fates worse than death though
3: compromising principles them, is not but... a fate worse than death that's depends insane.
0: well it depends on the principle
3: it does it does depend on the principle um yeah i think we absolutely have to adopt a fire with fire strategy. I hmm. don't really see a way that we can succeed without it. And that really should be our MO here. Success. Winning. By any means necessary. I'm <laughs> just joking.
0: We're, a- right. we're actually running a little low on time. So maybe we should go with a strict rule of we each get one response here. Because we okay. have several more questions and we have chats to get to. So
3: I don't think we have too many chats.
0: Okay. Well, we still only have 20 minutes and we have maybe... I don't know. We got a good amount of questions. So let's 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 move it to a lightning round here. Elliot says, "Hey Matt and Blana, I'm a 24-year-old medical student who's been dating my 22-year-old girlfriend who's a teacher for 3 years. We have a wonderful oh, godly relationship and we believe we are ready to get married, but she" And her parents are hesitant because both of her grandparents got married very young and later divorced. As a result, her parents didn't get married until they were thirty-three, and they believe anything below twenty-five is too young. Since That's we are Christians stupid. and abstinent until marriage, waiting another three years to marry is not ideal. How can I convince them that we are ready and the marrying young and that marrying young is not a death sentence? Uh, you do it. Yeah, just do it. I, I mean, seriously, I. Um, let me. Hmm there are some thoughts I'd like to put to, uh, things I'd like to say about this, but it's a little bit personal. Um, so, I, so I won't, uh, but when you have, when you have conflict with family, um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being as respectful as possible, making your case known, sticking with what you believe in, explaining why, and then just doing it.
3: Yeah. Th- that's really yeah. the
0: only option that you have.
3: Maybe you need to be like, Instead of asking the question, be like, this is what we're doing. This mm-hmm. is why we're doing it. And mm-hmm. you can be on board for whatever stupid reason or you cannot, but it's still going to happen. So just you got to, you know, put your big balls on the table on this one.
0: And you'll probably be respected for it. And they're not going to miss their daughter's wedding. You know, that's not yeah, going to happen. And if over. they do, yeah. they suck. Yeah. So, but 33, they're not
3: going to. who gets married at 33? me did they <laughs> well you're a dude it doesn't matter ah. um incompetent hands uh hey guys i guess what i do was think...
0: 32 technically the <laughs> next yeah, day i turned 33
3: oh yeah. yeah yeah uh hey guys what do you think lasts longer biden as president or the 27 million dollars the floyd family got biden can't finish a sentence but inflation from a coming economic collapse could burn that money faster than meth ever could um i don't know biden is president
0: yeah the floyd money's already gone Yeah, they Uh, spent it all on rims already. 100% guaranteed. It's out the door. This is already settled.
3: Diamonds in their teeth or whatever.
0: (laughs) Uh, Chris M says, hey, faggots. Blonde, have you ever seen the movie True Romance? And if so, how do you feel it stacks up against the Princess Bride as the greatest love story of all time?
3: Unpopular opinion. I hate the film True Romance. I hate it so much. I don't understand the cult following behind it. Um, I just hate it. And I like Woody Harrelson. I don't know what it is. Hmm. it's um i don't know i i don't even know what my criticism is It it's probably how you felt about tremors hmm. so princess bride um mcmonahan thinking i have you seen it i wasn't even gonna ask no
2: i have
0: not seen either
3: yeah. um you haven't seen the princess bride i should put why the
0: list. hell would i watch a movie called the princess bride
3: everybody's seen the princess
0: bride. no not me
3: oh god all right McMonaghan says, "Thinking back to your normie days, would what would have been the fastest way to red pill you? Then could a five minute conversation ten years ago change your mind on any issue? Oh God, how can I navigate this without getting in trouble? You want to go first? Let me think about this. Uh,
0: what what did what uh, got me was." people with effective arguments who are funny and charismatic. What, what did Milo used to say? The truth wrapped in a good joke is irresistible. Something like yeah. that. They, that's how they were all, what got me was back in the like late 2015, early 2016 stage. When people were coming around to Trump, the Trump people were just so much fun. They were way more fun than everybody else. And it turned out that they were right about a lot of stuff too, but that's how they got me. They had fun. They made jokes. They were just a cool crowd to listen to. And, and, uh, and mingle with. So that's how it wasn't a lecture. Like we get from everybody these days. Oh, you're a bad person unless you agree with me. No, it was yeah. hilarious jokes.
3: Um, sure? yeah, I would just tell, I would just tell myself that things were going to get really hard and you have to be brave and address what you don't want to address. And I think that that would do it. Um, and to the, as the previous question, I was thinking of natural born killers. I don't think I've even seen true romance. Oh, I hate natural born killers. I fucking hate that movie. Never okay. seen
0: that either. Proceeds. Long Dong John says now that the pipeline drama in uh, induced gas short a gas shortages, the rationing kicking in wherever gas stations haven't run out of stock. The media still claims uh, nothing to see here, folks. Everything is fine. Move along. Will this cause long overdue mass red pilling against the mainstream media? I don't know. I don't. I don't think this this particular gas episode is going to do much on that front. I. I. I think. Prices will rise. We're still going to see some inflationary trends. But as far as actually being in gasoline lines, I bet that's going to be pretty short lived actually. Right.
3: And I think we need to let go of this mentality that anything is going to lead to a mass red pilling event at this point. If you're not fucking red pilled then a gas shortage, isn't going to do it. Hmm. Um, XFD, is the eight-hour workday antiquated and needs to be done away with? Matt has previously mentioned how his job doing SQL analysis was pretty easy and he did not work too hard at all. Should we move to a society that measures work by accomplishment rather than hours worked? Totally. You know what everybody does at their job? Achieves the maximum, the minimum amount that they can without getting fired.
0: Yep. Been there.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I've done in every single job I've ever had. It's like, how lazy can I be um, while still not getting fired? And that's not the way that you want to be. You want to be judged on output.
0: Yeah, I think that's the way that that employers should evaluate. But I think the other side of this is what life do you want to live personally? I think my life got a lot better and probably yours, too, when we stopped aiming for the minimum acceptable to achieve a mediocre salary or something like that yeah you have to decide for yourself um what am i trying to achieve here and what could i achieve and if if, if you're achieving amazing ends for an employer that doesn't respect it well that's probably an opportunity for you because if you're if you're producing at work you can go to the table and say look at all these things i achieved you should probably yeah. pay me more and if they say we can't you go "Well, eh, see ya
18: and yeah, you, uh, you show someone else, else what
0: you did. So it's not just the employer's obligation to recognize your output. It is your obligation to create that output and then leverage that output to maximize your own success. So
2: mm.
0: as much as I think it was kind of lackluster employee employers that we probably shared, I willingly participated in that. There are five plus years of my life where I was willingly doing the minimum possible to collect the check. And that's, that's on me. It's on them, but it's on me too. hundred percent. Arthur King says, philosophical question. Do you think there ever came, there will ever come a time when it becomes illegal to refuse to buy something from someone because of their race in the same way it is illegal to refuse to sell to someone because of their race from a philosophical perspective, buying and selling are essentially the same thing. They are simply different words used to describe what amounts to an exchange of equal value between two people. Do you see any moral or legal distinction between the two? Um, no i i I don't um it's it's a consensual exchange of property whether you're the one acquiring the property or giving up something uh whether you're both ends of that are participating in a mutual exchange that is consented upon so I don't think there's a moral difference between either side and if you believe that it's immoral not to sell to a person based on any number of characteristics I would think that you have to believe it's immoral not to buy from a person. Let's say that you want to go buy a particular car and you get to the dealer and the price is right and the color is right and it's the exact car you want and you sit down to sign the paper and it's like, I don't know, it's it's some race you don't like or it's a woman or it's a trans person or whatever. And then you go, no, no, thank you. I've changed my mind. Yeah. That to me, if you believe it's immoral for the car dealer to refuse you based on any number of uh criteria, then you have to be immoral for refusing them, right?
2: Yeah. I think so.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm satisfied with your answer. All right. Joshy boy. Uh, do you have any further thoughts about the United States undergoing a constitutional monarchy and how it would affect the country? The two of you spoke of your thoughts briefly, unless I missed something during one of the call-in shows. I myself have grown fond of the idea Although that is due to listening to podcasts conserving Hmm. medieval history and politics. I actually don't think that this would be possible. People wouldn't transition well to this. How would it affect the country? I mean, I think that there would be revolt. Don't you? Well, I
0: think the reason they wouldn't transition well to it is not because of the democracy monarchy distinction i think it's between the constitutional and unconstitutional distinction and as we've talked about a bunch um, how we pick our leaders is of much less significance to me than the function and the role of our government if we have a monarchy that respects and upholds the rights of the individual natural rights god-given rights of the people That is much preferred to me than making sure that we all get together and 51% of us vote for the guy who's going to come steal our money, steal our guns, (laughs) and violate our rights in any number of ways. So, I'm more open than people might expect to the idea. Um, It's just how would it affect the country? Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't know that I I actually don't think it would change that much because I think people have so much difficulty in opposition to respecting the rights of others to do things that they may not personally agree with. Yeah. That that's why it wouldn't work. I actually, I don't think the monarchy thing is the reason why at all. I think it's respecting the rights of others. That is the major hurdle.
3: Yeah. You're probably right about that. Yeah. Um, all right. Do I have anything to add to that? I don't think so.
0: All clear on the questions. Thank you guys for sending those in. They were great questions tonight. Things to think about. And I hope my brain beyond two hours of streaming satisfactorily thro- thought through them, even though I can't speak anymore. Busted mm. up my brain as usual.
2: Let's
3: see. Let's get back to these. Jennifer was the last one. Matt's future kid. I'll be cuter than Emmeline and the petty kid. Hashtag baby wars. Everybody <laughs> thinks their baby is the cutest.
0: That is, that, that is Except true. Except my, my baby experience.
3: is Actually the cutest. She's the cutest thing have ever seen in my life. Confirmed. Hello. She is really cute. Uh Homer Simpson says, Best of luck with your families and kids. You too give me hope. Oh. Oh, well, thank
0: you. Thank I appreciate you. that.
3: Uh Long Dong John says, Welcome to Australia. We may not have a first or second amendment. We may have retarded lockdowns and cheaple that gobble it up, but at least we've got petrol and propane.
0: <laughs> and some of the best accents too. The Aussie <laughs> the accent, accent, accent is among the best, if not the best.
3: It's a very friendly accent. Uh, Agent Smith, more tinfoily about everything. It sounds like Matt has to, has put on the glasses. I think he has.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that on Sunday. I, I, a very relevant movie. And if if you're a person who has not seen They Live, uh, I mean, I hope people will follow along and, and watch the movies as we go regardless. But this was one that I think will be a, a really fun, relevant conversation. So I hope people will check it out. if they So haven't.
3: that's what I need to focus on. Uh a relationship to current cultural relevancy
0: i don't know that we should aim for that but i think that that was certainly something that
3: that'll help it worked
0: for me but i don't you know uh, it's not to say that it has i want to enjoy movies that have absolutely nothing to do with current politics or anything like that
3: you'll like terminator um probably i like arnold generally Oh, he's the best. Uh, I went into a store without a mask and was asked to leave. I showed my insulin pump and stated title three of the ADA was told they don't abide by it. I said, whatever, walked around a bit, then left. But what the fuck? Yeah, people just don't care. They're like.
0: That is the strategy. Um, rarely will they physically confront you or threaten to call the cops. Just you can do yeah. the uh, flat out. No. Or um, like I said, my latest strategy is, uh, sir, will you please put on a mask? Yeah, I will. And Just keep walking. They don't yep. ever they don't ever stop you.
3: Yep, yep, yep. Uh uh Sam from Ohio, I recommend in the Fed by Ron Paul for Fort Knox Gold Speculation. Oh, Ron Paul's talked about this. He suggests that the Nixon administration sold off mass amounts of gold to suppress the price after ending Bretton Woods. Mm. Really? I probably should know about this. I'm a little ashamed. Uh Brett Kester, Gypsy Crusader was the real champion. Hashtag free gypsy. Do you
4: know what that means?
0: Uh, no, I don't actually. That one's beyond me.
3: Would you search Gypsy Crusader?
0: Yeah, let me look.
3: Um, I know Simpson. Gypsies
0: were referenced earlier. You know what I didn't? Uh, oh, Gypsy Crusader is <laughs> apparently a uh, he's a he's a he's a fighter trainer and coach and online American white supremacist and neo-Nazi political commentator. But these days, who knows? I mean, I, I guess I'm one of them, too. So I never know what that means anymore.
3: Hashtag free gypsy. I'm he must Simpson. be in
0: jail or something though. Can, mm-hmm. Possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. That's, that looks like what it was.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Oh, did I lose blonde? I think I can. <laughs> Is she frozen. All right, let's see if we can get her back. I can carry on with, uh, with chats if we cannot. Um, that's weird. We've seen that before. But we'll see if she comes back. Uh, Homer Simpson says, Matt, after all the two A restriction crap from Congress, has your perspective changed? Uh, My perspective on on well, my perspective on the Second Amendment hasn't changed for several years, Um, but the stuff that's going on right now certainly doesn't help Um, the stuff that's going on right now as far as redefining, say, your pistol braces or redefining 80 percent lowers or Glock frames or whatever else we're, we're. as we talk about frequently, I hope people who aren't necessarily into guns for their own sake understand it's important to follow these stories because they're not just gun rights stories anymore. They're stories of the government, the federal government deciding that your legally owned property or property that you legally owned yesterday is... Um, Is illegal today, not but not because Congress passed a law and decided that uh, these things are too dangerous to have or something, which itself would be suspect, but because a bunch of D.C. bureaucrats got together and decided to re decided to rewrite the definition of what these things are uh, themselves. (laughs) So if you guys want an update, Blonde's baby uh, pulled the Wi-Fi cable or the Internet, I guess the Internet cable, because what would a Wi-Fi cable be? I don't know. We'll have to ask her. Is Blonde doing the stream on Wi-Fi? That's not technologically ideal either. We got some things to sort out, but baby pulled a cable. So we'll we'll figure out what's going on in a couple minutes. She'll be back. Um, But yeah, uh, thank you, Homer. Appreciate it. Dan Moore says, uh, first time in the chat. I'm not sure the decorum. They Live is great, but the thing is a classic. Back me up, Blonde. And I agree with the last caller. New England sucks, except for maybe New Hampshire. Looks like Blonde is back.
4: Hey,
3: my baby.
0: What? you cut out for a second. Your baby cut a cable or hit a cable.
3: No, my baby pulled out the Wi-Fi cable downstairs.
0: Well, wait, do you run your are you doing the stream on Wi-Fi?
3: Or not the Wi-Fi cable.
0: (laughs) They must have done it again. All right. We'll see if she comes back. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Now you're back. Okay. what were you saying?
3: I have to run a cable all the way downstairs.
0: Oh, that's how you do it. Um, okay. This is almost like a joke at this point. <laughs> She's frozen again. Let's see if she comes back. Uh, Dan, uh, thank you, Dan. And yeah, um, there is no decorum in the chat. Don't worry about that. Appreciate it. And, uh, if blonde comes back, I'll ask her about the thing, but I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I don't okay. Okay. You have horrible connection is what's going on. I don't
3: know what's going on. I just got to notice it said, uh, internet's unstable. Something happened downstairs. Yeah. it
0: like shrunk down your picture to a tiny little thing, but I can, I can work with it. Hey, did you have thoughts about the thing or, uh, yeah, the thing, do you like that movie?
3: Uh, I, I have not seen the thing. Don't tell my brother.
0: Okay. Well, maybe we can watch it together. That would be an option.
3: Okay. Yeah. We are going to have to watch some together. I'm not even in discord. Now you're back
0: at least like fully on zoom. Okay. We just have a few more chats. Stephen sugars says the cathedral is the problem Antifa and uh, BLM are just the tools getting deep um, day uh, let's see Winder Sam Witter Sam's says I watch my severed toe dry in a thick honey glaze as bees buzz in the yard just quietly enough to stimulate my nervous system while Jenny uptown Saki tells me to get an injection against my will America buzz buzz that's almost poetic good summary of tonight's show. <laughs> Like a haiku format or something.
3: D- um, David David Hader. Hader. The creature from Jekyll Island basically should be an economic 101 text. You will learn about more about debt, money, Fed, banks, etc. than what is taught in most college classes. I have heard that from other people. Okay. Uh, Nero Anaximand Bear says, Can Blonde do a full episode with this doctor or lawyer or V?" Many amazing people from Romania. They already went through a corrupt BS socialist communist phase. I expect Romania to be a world power in 20 years. Wouldn't that be something?
0: I don't know that much about V, but I do know that V when I did the Patreon conversation with what's her face? uh, Jacqueline, whatever. He voiced it. That's right. He was the voice of Jacqueline. And as the only person who heard the conversation, um, it was closer than you would believe. V V's impression of Jacqueline to the real Jacqueline.
2: Was
3: pretty good. It was yeah. pretty good. Uh, Regent, what do you think about Webster expanding the term anti-vaxxer to include those that to include those that are against laws to make vaccines mandatory?
0: Oh, I'm sure. Seriously? Yeah, we're basically already there. And that's I have I've heard that accusation thrown around all the time. And that's what's I, I always thought anti-vaxxer was someone who denies the, the science of vaccines. And of course, even that you kind of there are some gray areas there, like uh, not not every single vaccine has the same effect or the same side effects as every other vaccine. So even that's a little gray. But it was yeah. never the question of should vaccines be mandatory or not? Anti-vax. Right. I could believe that vaccines are God's greatest gift to this earth. I'm still not going to say that you should be forcibly injected against your will. And I've never considered that an anti-vax perspective. Yeah. But now it is.
3: It is. (laughs) How far we've come, right? Uh, Daniel Davis says, Catboy, whatever his name is, is not a fed. He was raided by them and he's F now. Love your show. What? How do I not know anything that's going on ever?
0: Good thing he practiced with those giant black dildos.
3: Not Capboy Cami. <laughs> ben okay. Riley, no note. Thank you, sir. Ben Dvorak says, show all black voters that TikTok video. Where'd you find that, BT Dubs? What TikTok video? Uh
0: yeah, which one? I don't know.
3: The one where was, the the black guy was trying to figure out his computer.
0: That one was legendary. Um uh, that the one where Joe Biden was talking about how black people don't know how to use the internet well. Yeah. The other one that was legendary within the last couple of weeks was some woman responding to Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano was doing her typical like uh, coddling of minorities and saying they can't achieve this and can't do that. And there was some um, black woman who was on TikTok and responded in just an uh, incredibly concise way about how she's uh, she's the real person who looks down on on minorities the real racist you know that bit but it was much more articulate and concise than that it um Hmm.
3: are we gonna talk about it on sunday
0: well it it happened a couple weeks ago maybe i should have played it on the show but i could find it 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 got a lot of play
3: i will you link it to me later Um, just
0: google Alyssa milano black chick tiktok (laughs) (laughs) you'll get it
3: (laughs) eric burns marsh you don't own your body. You own nothing. Just be happy, Klaus Schwab.
0: That's right. That's the future that we're headed to, that we're headed toward. You will own nothing, and you'll love it. You'll be happy. Toes be for all. You you won't even own your own toes. Klaus Schwab gets to take them, and feed them <laughs> to the Doctor Fauci. Yep. Okay, I think uh, we're all set. Let me just refresh over on uh, our other platforms. We do have one more from Phil. He says, "Just make moving to Ghana look more desirable for." <laughs> adhesive Americans than staying here. It's not like, uh, whew. it's not like things are working out well. Currently <laughs> they might as well. Uh, <laughs> we might as well seek, uh, we might as well try a different strategy, uh, get hotep Jesus to help with the propaganda. Um, yeah, I don't know that much about hotep Jesus, but, uh, I, what I've seen, I've enjoyed in the past. And I remember, do you remember, He's done so much more than this, so I hate to reduce him to this. But the moment that really caught me, I know we played it on the show. Do you remember when he walked into Starbucks and said, I'm black. Give me a coffee for reparations. And they did it.
3: Gosh, that was years ago, right?
0: It's like maybe two years ago. I don't know.
3: I kind of was, can't believe that worked. Yes, move. I can.
0: That was great. Oh, um, Jesus. Over on D Live FRK1959, thank you for supporting the show. And uh, just a couple on Trovo. Mike Hawk four twenty Blazon says, what are your grant? Uh, what are your gardens doing this year? 110 win. I, I I'm woefully unprepared on garden stuff. That's a skill I need to develop. Maybe this is the summer or the spring. Am uh, I already too late to garden? I don't know.
3: Uh, you can still plant some cold weather crops. Hmm. I think you can plant, plant broccoli. I don't know what hardiness zone you're in though. So I have no idea. Uh, mine, not, not great. It, it's not looking great this year, but you I should, put in literally no effort
0: issue cast a spell and mike mike hawk also says uh this super chat is for medical purposes well that's that's good to know they can't censor it in that case all right we are all set i think appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight it's much appreciated as always um let's see what are we going to talk about on sunday we'll do the uh the they live review of course and um without saying too much it will be more positive this time uh it was yeah i enjoyed watching it and then we'll talk about whatever else uh happens this week i i'm as i mentioned on sunday i don't care that much about um liz cheney and she's she was officially ousted today but again she got the endorsement of oj today i thought that was oj with the political takes all over twitter it's a great follow
2: yeah
3: it's almost as if he didn't murder his uh white wife
0: (laughs) we'll see you sunday
1: bye guys